Bam, we're live. Oh, wow, Heidi. Trying to steal my line. No Brian today, sorry. This guest is easy. It's almost cheating having this guy on. This is like, honestly, I've only had this guy on once, but it really is like cheating. I suspected it was like cheating. And then I watched a couple other podcasts he's been on uh, last night. And uh, I think he makes podcast hosts lazy. I wonder if he's even coming on. Are you coming on? I mean, he would be extremely easy if he didn't show up. Then he would be. Re- then it would really be like cheating. Uh, Hunter, the sheriff, McIntyre. Can you can you hear my crisp voice? I can. All right, give me two seconds. Do you want me to bring you back a drink or anything? Uh, no, I got one. Thank you, though. Uh, 230 some odd shows, and you're the first person who's offered a drink. Every time I every time I see this guy in a different well, guys like this, characters like this, these these type of uh, nomadic uh, athletes that have deep pathologies, I always just assume they're at someone else's house, different every show that they're on. So I just, I just figure that Hunter is just running from something at all times, and that he, now he's at some girl's house in like Canada that he met, and he's just training there. I mean, that's it, in my imagination. That's what I think. I just think he just trains his body, bangs chicks, and uh, wins events. There was a time. There was a time. I said, hey. Yeah. You know, and now, this and now he's got pictures. House. Go ahead. Sorry. This is actually my house. You want me to do something for you real quick? Check this yeah. out. You should give this to your kids. This is a gift to you to give to your kids. Wait, Thank you. Boom. Did you see that? No, what is it? It's, it, it's is a, it a neon dinosaur head that I bought at Target to put up in my office. Oh, it's cool. It's, it's, it's hard to make out. Um, it looks like a, an inflamed intestine. I mean, I guess you could use that as a, another opportunity to kind of promote health. But it's, no, it's a dinosaur. At some point, um, your life can go sideways and you start posting pictures like this on your Instagram where you go from a international playboy athlete to like, look at, God, that looks like that sucks. That's like, that's you like business meeting shit. That's you. like adult stuff he's doing there. I creeped on your Instagram. Oh no. Give some kind of kickback. And I was like, man, I was like, I got to find a good way just to kind of have some bounce back and forth with him. And, you know, 90% of it, you know what the weird thing was, is I found out you have three Instagrams. Anybody who has more than one Instagram has an ego problem. And I have a couple. So listen, we're in the same boat. And the thing was, it went tennis, skateboarding, tennis, skateboarding, tennis, skateboarding, and then a private jet. That was the interesting flex that really made me start to think. And I started to put down some notes in my head. I was like, why does it go tennis, skateboarding, tennis, skateboarding, tennis, skateboarding, private jet? I was like, where does that come from? What is he trying to tell us? So, I mean, listen, just the same way that you're kind of deciphering my life, I'm deciphering yours. There's that, what's that song? Um, I'm living the dream. What is it? It's all a dream. It's a rap song. It's all a dream. Anyway, yeah. It's, or that I, magazine. Ba-da, ba-da, ba-da. Yeah, 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 yeah. Biggie Smalls. Thank you. Yes, yes. It's like that. I just want people to know it's like that. Hunter's rocking those Schmo glasses. Hunter is way cooler than Schmo. I bet you Hunter doesn't know who Schmo is. Do you know who Schmo is? No. He's an interviewer for UFC. Very. uh, Oh, yeah. That guy's kind of a 
I don't, I don't know him well enough, so I'm not going to actually judge. Um, I've been wearing, uh, I guess you'd call these like orange hunting shades since I've been like 14, 15 years old, maybe even younger. Um, and it's just kind of been ingrained in my life at this point. What do you, what do you guys think about this relationship? We both prepare with, um, it, we're, we're like two monkeys in opposite cages that we know we're going to see each other soon. So we, we save all our shit in the corner of our cage for the week prior so we can throw it at each other. Good. You know, I do like that a lot. I, I told my girlfriend leading up to this thing and I was like, she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, mm. I was like, I'm ready. I'm fucking ready. Like sweaty palms ready. I was like, oh man, this is going to get spicy. Uh, but, hold on. I need to write this down. Hunter has a girlfriend. Let's get that <laughs> shit in my notes. But please do. You know, I got my, uh, my notepad here and I actually brought um, a fine, uh, fine point ink pen to make sure that I could like really get some of those deep thoughts in there. Because when I do that with a fine, um, fine point pen, I don't allow my brain to race ahead of my hand so I can get the thoughts out perfectly. Guys, if you guys start seeing Hunter just fucking pummeling me and I huddle in the corner, please call in and help me. Here is the number. Um, all attacks on Hunter are welcome. Call in at any time, but, but this only if I'm like losing, only if I'm losing, if I'm in the corner, just like fucking shivering. This is a lot like Howard Stern. Thank you. I didn't, I didn't even know that you had a live call in. Yeah, I, I don't use it very often with guests, but the ones that intimidate the fuck out of me, I got it like just ready at any time. It's like a pocket knife. Wham, what? Do you do you have like the crank yankers? Like, do you have like the whack packers? Like, do you have like a I don't follow your media well enough, but do you have like the regulars that come on here that you kind of bring on just to kind of spice up and kind of get into your crowd's life a little bit? Uh, we, I do have a couple people. There's one guy um, that hates me that has called in a couple times. And then there's a guy who calls in almost every show named Mars Logan because I have this spot. He's awesome too. Cause I have this sponsor and it's barbelljobs.com. And so he always throws me these soft pitches. He'll be like, Hey, Sevon, my life's falling apart and I don't have a job. What should I do? And I'll be like, Oh, thank you for asking. You should go to barbelljobs.com. It will turn your life around. You know what I mean? He sets those up for me. And I didn't even ask him to do it. He's just like, He's that's that pretty, guy. That's a good guy. Yeah. I mean, even though he's throwing shade at you, he's kind of bringing you up at the same time. Yeah. What is Barbell Jobs? Uh, it, uh, it, it's a, a international website. You go there, Barbell Jobs. You put in, um, you know, how many hours a week you want to work, what you want to do, what country you live in, and then jobs start popping up. It's it's basically a job board specific to like CrossFit esque style gyms. Can you post uh, so I can post jobs on there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want, if you were looking for someone, let's say to like run around with you and carry your water at, at Hunterfit. I, I just went through the hiring process at mine and I used rather than like doing what you suggested, which is probably like the cleanest and smartest way to really approach that thing. I used my own social media platform and the applications that I got were so astoundingly bad. Uh, it just, it was amazing. It was like all these meathead jock guys that were kind of like obsessed with the idea of coming to work with me and their resumes were just atrocious. And I filed, like, you know, I, I whittled it down to a couple of really good people and um, <clears throat> the team's building, but good God, like, I, I honestly wish I knew this before. 
Um, before we go any further, I want to say two things, and I started talking about this before uh, Hunter came on. Um, he is a super-duper easy guest to have on. I would equate him to Josh Bridges. Like, you really would not have to prepare for him. And I did watch a podcast that you did last night, and I feel like the guy was taking advantage of you and did not prepare for you. You carried the podcast. I can't remember. It was like one of those OCR podcasts. Um, yeah, uh, But he he is truly uh, amazing. Two, um, he, uh, he does a bunch of different stuff, physical, physical stuff, and he does it at the highest level. And one of the things he does is something that's um, very new to me. It was introduced to me the first time he was on the show and it's called Hyrox, H-Y-R-O-X. And it's, is that correct? It is, it is correct. And it's a racing event that happens. Um, I don't know if all over the world, but the, the events that I keep seeing happening are happening in the United States and in Germany and uh, Hunter competes at the highest level, and it's a combat. It's it's basically it's fucked 50, up. 50. What is it? It's kind of like fifty fifty. I mean, it's it's interesting in the way that it, if you look at the like the times, they're almost exactly fifty fifty for like the elite level male and females. It takes me thirty two minutes to do the running and twenty seven minutes to do or twenty five minutes to do the fitness station. So it's like as close as it could possibly get in a strict a split of endurance versus strength capacity. So it's interesting. Um, it's actually, it's grown massively since even you and I last talked, um, which is exciting. It's like a very easy portal for people who are probably regular CrossFit um, or like daily functional fitness athletes who train at home to be able to take that step next step to actually be like, what would it be like to compete? Yeah, and for CrossFitters, it's definitely a place to go use your um, fitness. Wow, I wish I had these kind of skills. I wish I could do this kind of stuff. That's oh, bold. I didn't, even, I didn't even know that was still up. I was searching around. So so I want to show you this picture of Hunter, by the way. So I'm going to tell you what the workout is really quick, and it's consistent every time, and, and it's it's some horrible shit. It's a 1,000-meter ski erg, 50-meter sled push at 275 pounds for women, 385 pounds for men. I should actually put this up somewhere on the screen. Uh, 50 meter sled pull with 165 pounds, 275 pounds for men. So basically you, you ski a thousand meters, you push a heavy ass sled, then you pull a heavy ass sled, then eight or meet eight or meter, uh, burpee broad jumps and thousand meter rowing, then 200 meter farmer carry with 70 pounds for men. Then a, uh, lunges with a uh, hundred meters with 60 pounds for men. And then a hundred wall balls, um, with a 20 pound ball. Where's the running? How did I forget the running? The running, you do a thousand meters between each station. Oh shit. So it's 8,000 meters altogether between those stations. Yeah. Just about five miles. So what you're happening is we go out, we hit that thousand meters. Then we do fitness station, thousand meters, fitness station. So the idea was, is like, you know, you take almost all of the Olympic and world-class sports and you test the metrics of them in a physical capacity. But basically at the base of almost all athletics is running. So we keep running as kind of the center point there, but then all of a sudden you go into something like skier, like Nordic skiing is probably the most cardiovascularly demanding sport on the planet. Then you go into sled push, which is like bobsled or any kind of power sport, sled pull, similar kind of thing, strongman power sport, farmer carry, blah, blah, blah. And it's almost like triathlon in the functional fitness world. The, the background of the guys who invented the company actually are from triathlon. So what they did was, is they wanted to find if they created this consistent test throughout the years and globally, who's truly the fittest person? Is it the greatest test of it? I can't guarantee that. Um, is it an awesome test? Yes. 
Uh, and, and, and then, and then here, and then here's the part why that, where it gets really weird. So you saw, I showed you Hunter's body, right? And Hunter's also been to the CrossFit games. And this is the part where it gets weird. Uh, this guy beat Hunter. Now this, yes, this is a problem. This <laughs> is a serious, this is where the sport goes sideways up until, uh, up until last night, I was a huge fan. Listen, Toby's actually phenomenal. I mean, the thing is, is this, it's like, I'm never going to deny that I'm amazed by people. Um, you know, CrossFit's a muscle-bound sport. Um, if you go to almost the majority of other sports that are not power-based sports, you're not going to find somebody who's got like 5 to 8% body fat and uh, majority muscle mass. Like some of the strongest and fittest people I've ever met in the entire world are the most unassuming people. This is where um, Hunter's dying to say, and this sport is clean too, but... Man, you, we talked about this. <laughs> I, 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 oh, here, look how handsome you look here. Jeez. Oh, it's a video. Careful. You're getting, you're getting better looking with age. Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. It's the Scottish in me. But couldn't that go sideways because you're so white? Don't white, just really white people just fucking turn into raisins and shit. No, you'd be surprised, man. If you go over to, yeah, like, look at Paul Newman. He, do you know who that is? Paul Newman crushed it. Yeah, but Robert Redford didn't Robert, crush Robert, it so much. Robert Redford did great too, dude. Oh, but, I don't know, buddy. He turned a little bit into a raisin. You remember the movie The Last Castle? Is that the one that's in prison? Yes. Yes. He looks handsome. I think it's just like I think they put epoxy on his face and just fill in all the craters and shit. Black don't crack. I can't say the same thing for white people, but we've got good genes. Um, my grandfather's 92 and he's still the mayor of his town. Okay. Let's look at this. Oh, that is impressive. What's the town in, in Scotland? No, not in Scotland. It's in Orchard Lake, Michigan. Wow. I need to have your, your grandpa on. He's like a functioning mayor. That's actually the year that I beat Toby. Thank you very much. He gave me a little bit of a street cred right there. Okay, so tell me um, – one, one of the interesting things also, by the way, that was pretty telling is when I was doing the research on this. This, this, work, this workout, the, um, the year this, – it's the last year you lost, right? It is. And you know, it's this is actually um, – well, go continue. Uh, it's um, – he's not just – Hunter's not just good at this thing. He has dominated this thing. It, um, you know how the part where someone's good and then they're so good that they ruin it and then they're, they're so good that it goes from ruining it to making them a legend and like everyone likes them again? It was kind of like that with Fraser. Like after like three, you're like, fuck, this is boring. Then at four and five, you're like, holy fuck. And Tia's kind of doing that now too. She kind of ruined the woman's class by being so good and now she just dominates and it's kind of fun. And he did that in this sport. a couple points behind. Yes. Yes. Um, and so, so at this last year's event of this high rocks where Hunter is just expected to win. And I'd love to get into what that feels like. Um, he took fourth place and he finished the course in an hour and one minute and 28 seconds. And in an interview I saw of him, no, sorry, maybe it was post run as he's lying on the ground there or something. He was basically like, fuck, that's like the first time I've ever done this in over an hour. And maybe I'm misrepresenting a little bit, but I think I'm getting the spirit of it right. And so something went wrong, right? Yeah. I mean, listen, there's a thousand things I can say, but I don't think it's valuable to share any of them. Okay. Um, like people in the comments will be like, what a bitch, just take responsibility? No, not at all. I mean, dude, I'll give you an mm -hmm. example. Two weeks later, I set the world record. Um, I set the world record for doubles, which was great. 
I just had a bad race, some things that just kind of got in the way of me having a good race. Um, Doubles meaning uh, two-person. Yeah, uh, it's a pretty cool sport in the way that you can share either singles or doubles. Um, The doubles record is a fuck ton of fun. I mean, you just like it's just like doing a partner wad in CrossFit, but you're just balting. And and do you guys kind of roughly how do you break it down? He goes 10 minutes, you go 10 minutes, he goes 10 minutes or – you share absolutely everything, but only one person can be moving on the station. So we run together the whole time, oh. all the distance. But let's just say we go to the skier. I think what we did was 500, 500. I always started the stations. He always finished the stations. Okay. And could you, and you could split it up any way you wanted. You could do the skier. Any way you wanted. Any way oh, you wanted. that's awesome. It's actually a really good time. I suggest anybody who wants to try the thing. They're like, I don't know if I want to do that whole thing. I was like, best thing you could do is show up with a friend and have a good time. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, so, so you go this year and, and the championships are always in Germany. Uh, no, they're this year, they're going to be in Vegas, but you know, the population, the sports so big over there. I think that they really play on the fact that they have a huge audience and signups are going to be probably double or triple the size of what we have in the state still. So you go to this event and, and it was in Germany in 2021, right? I think it was, you went a few weeks after I did the podcast with you. Yes, I did. And you get there. And is that the a vlog I saw where you're in your hotel room the day before and shit's going sideways with your bowels? Uh, or is that a different event? That's a different event, dude. That was at national championships. Okay, that, was, so, that was atrocious. So you go there. Does this do and, – and what's crazy is you you always took first, and this, and this year you took fourth. Yeah, dude. That's that was That was almost five minutes slower than my world record. Do you cry? No, I haven't cried since 2017 in competing. Wow. Yeah. Do you purposely not cry? No, I don't purposely not cry. It's not like one of those things where like the light switch wants to turn on, but I have duct tape over it. Yeah. Uh, no. No. Okay. I mean, dude, like my my grandparents both passed away within one week of each other uh, earlier this year, and I cried like a fucking. I just was tore open by that. Not the one that's the mayor. No, he's still good. Were they both on the same side of the family? Yeah, they've been married for like 60 years of crazy, maybe even longer. Your moms or your dads? Moms. Wow. Um, did Who died first? My grandfather passed away and then my grand... No. Yeah, my grandfather passed away and my grandmother passed away within a week of it. And One is of there- kind of crazy emotional ties. The, the two of them did or you had crazy emotional ties with them? I did have emotional ties with them, but the emotional tie that those two shared, it was just crazy. I mean, like, it wasn't like both of them had had some kind of terminal disease. It was more like old age got one of them. And I think just the connection between the other from one to the other really just kind of tore her heart in half. And she passed away shortly thereafter. Yeah, that's amazing. You hear that every once in a while. It was crazy. I mean, they truly had been in like, it's a great love story. It was my grandmother. She was one of the Savage sisters. Uh, and my grandfather used to go to church, uh, and see the Savage sisters. And he was in love with my grandmother, Geraldine. And he started courting her at a very young age, but you know, courting in the way that the proper way you do it back way back when, where you'd like hold her hand and take her to an ice cream shop. They probably didn't kiss for the first like five years that they dated. And he went through the process of studying through medical school and everything. He would go all the way from George um, John Hopkins and drive back up to Rhode Island 
to see her on the weekends and study while he was driving and then come back down and go back to school. And he did that back and forth all the way through school. And then eventually, um, you know, they got married and moved in together and were together for probably of the 90 years that they were alive, they were together for 80 of them. Uh, what's the longest you've courted a woman before you um, had intercourse with her? Probably like two months, like real, like trying to not like dabbling. Yeah. That was actually a lot of fun. It is interesting taking that long to get to know somebody. And uh, yeah, I couldn't say it was better or worse, but I'll say that it was an interesting experience. Really? You can't say if it was better or worse. It was a different dynamic. You could appreciate that. I mean, yeah. I, you know, yeah. there's, uh, you know, uh, the. I think it's better. I'm guessing it's better. I, I, um, it took me like my, my wife now. I basically was courting her for five years, and I had she had a boyfriend. Truly courting her, or were you just like friends that you liked her a ton? One time I gave her some ecstasy at, we worked at the same place together and I, and I gave her like a, a hit of ecstasy. I mean, and, and still nothing happened. Like, like I, that's pretty hardcore. That that's a pretty hardcore, uh, courting. And she kept, kept telling me I have a boyfriend and you have a girlfriend. And for some reason that was like a deal breaker for her for hooking up. But I mean, I was, I was, I was, I was pushing. So it was like, I even, I wrote a, a screenplay about it. It's called for five years to fornication. That's a good title. Thank you. And basically she, I, I was, I was this homeless guy who ran a home for disabled adults. Right. And I had this super duper hot blonde chick um, who, who was my girlfriend at the time. Probably I was probably 23 and she was probably like 18, some college student at UC Santa Barbara. And my, and this girl I was courting Haley, she comes in my, she comes in and tells me, Hey, I just want to let you know, I broke up with my boyfriend. I walked directly over to where my girlfriend is is in this college town and I go, Hey, I'm breaking up with you. Smart. And she looks at me and she goes, you're breaking up with me, you know, and, and probably fair. I'm a dude lives in a car and she's some hot blonde chick. His dad works for NASA. And anyway, and, and that was it. It was on like Donkey Kong. But anyway, that five years was worth the wait. It was crazy. It was crazy. It was like an out of body experience. I think probably if I had taken that, that long of a road to something, it probably would be a lot more valuable by the time I got there. So maybe, I don't know if I have the time to do that now. I'm not recommending other people do that, by the way. I don't endorse five years. <laughs> five, five days, five weeks, five months. That's the I changed your Instagram from Dick Pickleson to oh, you changed to Hunt the Sheriff. I mean, I thought Dick Pickleson was pretty nice. It is, it is, but I, 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 I'd like to see. Um, I'm I, in real time. I'm going to watch your Instagram and see if your followers go up. You know, it's very interesting how uh, Instagram's changed in the recent months. Uh, my engagement, and you have to study this stuff if you're a media-based person, has gone down to about 25 to 50% of what it used to be, if that. It's amazing. I don't know what the heck happened. I don't know if it was the inception and creation of TikTok or if we've just become extremely boring, but I've almost seen a, a lot of people just boom, suppressed massively. So I don't really look at the metric or care about the metric of growth anymore, as long as my life is successful and other factors. Yeah. Well, I especially have to be there because I'm shadow man, like a motherfucker every day. Someone sends me a screenshot 
of them showing them trying to follow me. And if you try to follow me, something pops up on the screen right, right away that says this account is full of misinformation and this guy's a D-bag. Are you sure you want to follow him? It's is it crazy. Because, is it because you mentioned COVID and stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's because I read stuff off the CDC website. Like I, like there's a study just came out of Europe this morning that I was reading. It's out of Europe and Israel. And it says that the first – the, the, there's a strong correlate that people who get the vaccine um, weeks uh, zero to six um, have a longer life expectancy. And then there's a s- even stronger correlate for people who got the vaccine um, six weeks to 20 weeks after they got the vaccine have a higher rate of death. And that's like, the, that's important information. Yeah. So you share that shit and then you share it from the Lancet or from the American journal of medicine or BMJ and uh, uh, Instagram does not like that. If you do everything that's going counter to the narrative that the united states government is pushing is suppressed or people are kicked off twitter openly announces that they just will not they'll basically ban accounts that have share anything to do that's counter counterproductive to the narrative of uh covid right now yeah even if it's true yeah no i i get it it's it's um it's a spooky time i guess it's very weird i was just living in the mountains um for basically the last, like I bought, I intentionally bought a cabin outside of Los Angeles where they didn't, uh, it was a different County where they didn't really care about COVID restrictions because I just didn't want to walk around with a mask all the time and have to present a vaccine card and blah, blah, blah. And also talk to people daily. Like it was constantly in the conversation in Los Angeles. And so I lived up in the mountains and nobody cared about it up there and there was no masks or anything like that. And it was incredible. And I intentionally, uh, we just moved to Boulder recently and I was like, I didn't do any research. I'm a fucking idiot, but we just finished this massive car ride out here. And I walk into a grocery store. They're like, sir, put a mask on. And I literally like blood pump, like rushed to my head, like with anger. I was like, what did you just say to me? And I'm living in a town again, where it's like a really, really big factor. Boulder is the only County in Colorado that, um, really is like, you know, flexing on this stuff and kind of blows my mind. So I just don't talk about it ever. I don't participate in it. I just, it's all you can kind of really do. And if you do, you become a target by somebody and obviously you have. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Uh, Zach has something he'd like me to share with you. Ask Hunter if he remembers sharing my goldfish at the Granite Games in 2019. Pretty sure there was a spark. Zach. I think, we were, I think we were sitting by a staircase around the grass sack. It was intimate and it was amazing. Do you really remember? Freaking awesome experience. I have to say that is a really well put on event and also a very fun event. That's Matt O'Keefe's event, right? The Wadapalooza guys? Is I don't it? know. Uh, the structure of the ownership. Sevon, I tested positive for Divac. Uh, yeah. Um, stop eating. Stop eating all added sugar. Stop eating refined carbohydrates immediately. Take a shitload of vitamin D and vitamin C and make sure you go outside and drink shit. Uh, it's, um, it's COVID spelled backwards. It's what oh. I call it. Wow. I didn't even put that together. Um, you know what's interesting? I eat more sugar than any normal human being and I almost never get sick. Mm. Yeah. Thanks for fucking up all my shit. I still don't think there's anything wrong with sugar i just i can't see it i think there's something wrong with sugar like i think there's something wrong with a sedentary life i don't think there's anything wrong with sugar i think the issue is is if you look with just people that are not active and are not participating in any kind of healthy activity and then all of a sudden you add poor you know 
poor choices of eating on top of it. That's where the issues really lie. You uh, how, how old are you? I'm 32. Yeah. Um, that will change for you um, soon. I, I'm not saying that it's not going to change. I'm just talking right. about, listen, if you are somebody who is training every single day, if not multiple times a day, it's, it's not an issue. It's a fuel. Um, it's a fuel. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Like that's, that's the thing. Like I, you know, for that guy, I, I would not say like for somebody who just wrote in without knowing anything about them to say, no sugar, sugar. Uh, if you have it, I would say it. If you got it here, here's what, here's, let me tell you just like one thing. There's a thousand things, but here, let me tell you one thing. So there's these things that float around in your, in your bloodstream. They're called T cells and NK cells. And they basically cruise around and they get, it, it's speculated that they get their orders from something called leptin receptors, which is weird that they get their orders from that. But anyway, they go around and they kill shit. They kill everything and anything that they don't like, that they don't want in there. They kill cancer. They kill viruses. They white kill everything. Cells? Are you saying? Yeah, they're called NK cells. They're kind of white blood cell, NK cells and T cells. Yeah. You can watch. There's a ton of videos on YouTube that make it like palatable. That's how I learned about this stuff. Okay. And basically, and, and, and you want your, every time you eat food, um, your body, uh, you, you you go into a hormonal imbalance. Basically, your body regulates food that you eat with hormones, insulin, and um, a couple other hormones that it pumps into your bloodstream. When yep. those are in your bloodstream, it kind of causes a little bit of a traffic jam, right? And it makes it the job more difficult for um, these T cells and NK cells to do their job. On the most fundamental level, that that's one of the things that's happening. Now, of course, I, I get what you're saying. Therefore, that if you are exercising your ass off and you have um, all this sugar in your bloodstream and, and all this insulin in your bloodstream from the sugar you eat, you're gonna it's going to move faster. Your heart's going to be pumping. It's going to be moving that shit around. The freeways are going to be moving, and therefore, it's not as um, bad. I, t I, I totally hear you. I hear you're you. nailing it. But if you're, but if you are sick, even even a a fucking strapping lad that you that the longest you've ever had to court anyone is two months. Even you, if you were sick, I would say, hey, cut back on the Mountain Dew. Sure, 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 sure. I the thing the reason why I promote sugar is because I think the most more D less Mountain Dew. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, the more the reason why I promote sugar is because I think the most important thing in the entire world for people who are walking around on this planet is to get as much healthy muscle mass on their body as possible without being like above and beyond. Like you don't have to become a bodybuilder, but if I could take you not to say that you're an unhealthy person, but you came to me and you're like, Hunter, I, I would like to get a little bit healthier. I was like, the first thing that we're going to try to do is try to add on five pounds of muscle mass by increasing your metabolism. You're going to cut down on the fat. You're going to be able to just your, your overall life expectancy increases. And we're going to basically just try to keep, all this fat that your body's generating. And you'll be able to eat a little bit more. The more that you eat on the weekends when you're having wine and cheese with your girlfriend, or your wife, whatever the heck it is, your body will be able to handle it better. And if you're training hard, drinking like 10 of these things a day, which I do, which is just all protein and, and sugar, it's the way to do it. Having a salad with like a couple like crushed walnuts and things like that and cranberries is not going to do anything for you. Ladies and gentlemen, um, the super duper athletic 32 year old super fit can't stay still hunter mcintyre versus what i would tell you to do and, and i agree five pounds of muscle is the way to go but you know what i would tell someone to do hmm. stop eating once a, once a week oh, <laughs> I, <would go. laughs> I just, told, I just told my friend my, I just, friend my friend tyler just visited 
And he, he's been my, my longest friend and he is, he's a Apache helicopter pilot now. And he is a fucking bowling ball of a human being. I hope he doesn't hear this podcast. And I was like, dude, he always tells me about the new diet and the plan that he has. I was like, here's how we're going to fix this. Two days a week, you are not allowed to eat anything. The other five days of the week, do whatever the hell you want. Oh, you told him that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's the easiest solution for somebody who just cannot control themselves. I was like, lose control for five days of the week. Just lock it up. You are in literally solitary confinement for two days a week, and we will fix this problem. But nobody has the guts to do it. I st- I'm on like, I don't know, I'm probably approaching a year and a half where every Saturday night I stop eating and I don't eat again until Monday morning. That's ballsy. What do you consume all uh, Sunday, uh, like coffee black, and water? Black coffee, yeah. And I have a podcast that's three hours long on Sunday, so I consume a lot of coffee. Who do you podcast with three hours? I do a news show. You would actually love the show. Every Sunday we do a news show and it's a live call-in show. And like, so and normally it's myself, myself, uh, Kate Gordon and James Hobart. And this what kind week of we, news? Any, any kind of news. You know what I mean? Like a world record was eaten. Uh, uh, the cheesecake world record was, um, you know, beat this week or uh, 6,000 people died of COVID in Australia or, you know, just we cover everything. So you're kind of like Breitbart? Uh, no, I think it's, it, I think you were more like with Howard Stern. It's just like fun. Like we just steal news from other people. I love Howard Stern. That is actually kind of the only media that I'll listen to. And that's kind of my main source. And then I, I subscribe to New York times just so I can re- read like the most ridiculous media on the fucking planet. And then I'm like, wow, if that many people are out there are reading this stuff, I was like, what's the narrative that's going around in the world? So I just have to keep up on it so I can understand what kind of crazy I'm going to bump into at the coffee shop or Whole Foods. The New York Times is bad, isn't it? Yeah, it's really bad. You know what's insane? The Whole Foods down the street here is like a UFC fight. Like, I don't know what it is about people these days, especially in Whole Foods. There's a certain kind of population of like entitled eaters and I've witnessed, I've been here for a month, three fights to the point where it almost got physical. And uh, it's kind of mind blowing. I do not like the population of Boulder. I would not suggest you move here. And CrossFit, your old company, is now headquartered here. And I actually just worked out with Justin, who I think used to be the president of CrossFit. You know, the big, tall guy from CrossFit. Oh, yeah. He, he's the games. Uh, he, works with, he works with Dave Castro on the games. Yeah, he's here. He's here now. He works out at the gym that I train at. And you guys are now living in this kind of ecosystem of crazy people in Boulder. I'm worried about the company. I'm just saying. You should be worried. The new owners are crazy. I don't know if this is true, but I heard Justin moved from California to Boulder to be part of the executive team at um, in Boulder of the, the new venture capitalist team that owns CrossFit. But yep. he's actually not allowed in the office because he's not vaccinated. Now, I don't know if that's true. That could just be a lie. But. I, you heard you heard it here first at minute uh, thirty four twenty nine. Yes, I like this a lot. How are you allowed in your gym in Boulder? I'll tell you one more th- before you answer. I'll tell you one more thing. Um, we had a we had a gym downstairs, um, at, at HQ that was for fat people and old people only. Greg had, Greg was a fattest and an age. That's what Justin worked out in. 
And yeah, he did work out there actually. He, I mean, he, there was there were exceptions. Uh, Justin's not Justin is in good shape, but um, uh, fat people and old people were only allowed to work down there. My mom worked out there. It was a free gym. There was like 150 people there, some of the best trainers in the world. And we were going to open three more of those gyms around the United States. One was going to be in Harlem, one was going to be in Compton, and one was going to be in um, Atlanta. And not because we were searching out black people, but because we Greg wanted to, them to be by these massive mega black churches where he knew there were a lot of fatties, right? You know, he knew he like he had he had stereotyped these people who go to these mega black churches as fatties and he wanted and he had this plan. And we were in in progress to execute on it, to build these massive gyms there for fat people. Anyway, the new owners came in and kicked Greg didn't do that. What? You're lucky you didn't do that. Oh, I wish we would have done it. There, it would have been amazing. So many corollary problems that you guys would have had and just people would have said <laughs> things that would just not look good. Yeah, perfect. Well, no, in this they in this in this atmosphere, people would have said, "You're what a great job! You're opening those gyms there to help black people." It wasn't black people Greg was trying to help. He's trying to help fatties. But anyway, um, uh, which transcends black people, white people, black people, and Asian not Asian people, but everyone else can be fat. So, um, now CrossFit has closed that gym that used to be free for fat old people in Santa Cruz, and they have a DEI council. What's Diverse, that? Diversity, equity, inclusivity. It's what all the corporations are doing to act like they give a fuck. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to specifically note, but I'm hoping you witness this email. There was somebody who, in a CrossFit health email, the, in the header image of this person, yeah, was so not the narrative and norm for CrossFit. It like blew my mind. I was like, this is a Beverly Hills plastic surgeon ad. And it blew my mind. I was like, wow. This is such a left turn from they've the- lost their way. They have no vision. They've completely lost their way. I'm listen. I'm not <laughs> casting stones. It may be actually a positive influence in some circumstances, but I don't know enough to actually judge. But when I saw the email, I'm sure that you probably witnessed it and you're like, yes, what? Like, Good God. But they've completely lost their way. When I went, when I went to my first seminar, I, I um, in, I, don't, I think it was in 2006. Um, Dave Castro was running the seminar and he and we were going to do Fran and he laid out the bars and he said, there's 65 pound. We were doing Fran. There's 65 pound barbells over there uh, and 95 over here. The 95 are for men and the 65 are for women and pussies. That's a old school old statement, but yeah. And things have changed. And at the time, I was deeply offended because I was a Berkeley boy, and that was politically incorrect. He might have just might as, might as well have just used the word Orientals. And um, you're not allowed to use that word, I don't think. And so things have changed so much. Now they don't even do Fran at seminars because they're afraid that someone might fall off the pull-up bar and get hurt. I mean, just the, everything's a mess. There's, well, a pu- there's a pussification. I'll tell you a couple years ago, uh, I believe it was called Raptor Capital. And since then, they may have bought it back. But Spartan Race, when I started there, used to be this raw, insane event. And Wait, who bought Spartan Race? Someone? It's not owned by that Joe dude anymore? It is majority, but a company, Raptor Capital, came in and took a large share of it. And I can't – I'm never going to be able to give you specifics, so don't write this down on a piece of paper with your blood and say Hunter told me. But – I know that this capital group came in, bought it, and the structure of the company changed so much, not only internally, but also externally in the actual like design and orchestration of events. 
where the events used to be so risky and so hardcore and they were still pumping through higher numbers than they'd almost ever done before at that time. Um, and it was, it was owned by Joe and a couple crazy people underneath him. Most of the big races were designed by Norm Kosh, who was this fucking insane guy from Vermont who basically would show up to events with a chainsaw and a machete. And rather than take any kind of path that like a deer had created or anything, he would just go straight into the hardest design, like, you know, hardest part of the forest and start taking people through it. Um, and then all of a sudden this capital group came in and everything changed. The events changed, the ethos of the company changed, the way that things were being like, you know, the, the information that was being shared changed, the whole narrative of the company changed and it, it sucked. It sucked so hard. And I quit basically two years afterwards. I was like, I'm done. I don't like any of the people. I don't know any of the people. I was the first pro athlete that they had ever hired. And I was, I lived at Joe's house for a summer. Um, so you were like a Spartan, the Spartan race. Tell me about Spartan race real quick. Do they have a champion? Yes, they do. Every, I mean, they have a bunch of different champions. So the way like our endurance sport is designed, is not like CrossFit. Like CrossFit has like, you know, the tip of the spear CrossFit games, what we have is the tip of the spear, but there's the champ, the national series, there's the European series, there's the um, North American series, there's the national champion, there's the European champion, there's the world champion, there's the world ultra champion. So that's seven events that I'm telling you about right now. And even though the world champion truly is probably the pinnacle event, there's so many other things. It's like imagine CrossFit season, you had to win the open. And like three sanctionals, you were scored against the open three sanctionals and the CrossFit games. And then you became the overall champion. Um, it's more like that. That's you're in your referencing Spartan race right now. Spartan race. That's what I okay. used to do primarily. Okay. Yeah. And like, that's kind of how I was born into athletics. Um, were you ever the world champion? Were you ever like the best dude at that? I won the short course world championship and I've taken third, fifth, fifth, sixth, seventh. It's um, the long distance one. And how long is the long one? I mean, dude, it used to be almost four hours and oh shit. Now it's, it's down to like two ten because they just recognized that. Is that you? Uh, yeah. Okay. You had me worried. I was like, fuck my house is on fire. Uh, D Der Derek, thank you for calling in so that Hunter actually thinks someone listens to the show. Do you have a question? <laughs> um, yeah, Hunter. Hey, uh, long time fan. Um, I was, uh, if you call him a cracker, I'm going to hang up on you. I just want you to know if you get squirrely motherfucker, I'm hanging up on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I'll check my heart rate with my wolf trap, but, um, no, Hunter, just, uh, wanted to ask if you ever bring him back to obstacle dominator podcast. I would love to. Okay, but... no one gives a shit. Did you ask about another podcast? <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was like the uh, the OG. You and uh, it was Benny. Sweet Benny, Ben Ben Greenfield. Dude, I don't know why we didn't continue the thing. I think everyone just kind of grew up and started going in different directions. Not that it was a bad thing. We were too young at the time, but I fucking miss those days. What was it called? Obstacle Dominator. I started it with Ben Greenfield, who's probably like the top biohacker in the entire world. You should probably have him on here because I think you guys would have a very interesting rap. He's probably He's got kids he loves too, right? I think I've seen I've been to his Instagram account, but he, he like snorts tobacco and shit. He does some, some <laughs> wily shit. Yeah, I mean 
It's very interesting. He, he's injected stuff into his penis. Kind of like, yeah, yeah, he goes he crazy. Penis. He does ketamine therapy now. It's you know what drives me fucking nuts. Stuff that everyone used to do back in the day, like taking ecstasy with your girlfriend or anything like that. Like truly just getting high and enjoying life is now all becoming therapy. That's what drugs have always been. They're a form of therapy to enjoy life, just to cut loose a little bit for a second. Now people are writing books about all these prolific discoveries that they had during a ketamine therapy experience. I'm like, or you could just snort it off the table like the rest of us and have a great night. <laughs> uh, um, ben Greenfield injected something into his penis. Uh, let's give that a few he, seconds. He Can someone it. explain that to me? <laughs> he went down a long tunnel. And I only speak extremely highly of Ben. So if this ever gets back to you, Ben, I'm I'm bowing and praising your your intelligence and your hard work in improving uh, health and wellness. But he started going to research centers to see how to, because uh, it was an interesting path to discover in health and wellness, how to either increase like penis stimulation or size. And he went to like a bunch of different places. Uh, does he have uh, um, issues there? Uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I can't, I can't tell. I didn't listen deeply on it. He did a Joe Rogan piece on it and he got some backlash. And I also think he was dubbed the ultimate penis researcher at the same time. Oh, that's cool. <clears throat> it's pretty that, awesome. That is cool. Uh, so Derek, I, does that suffice as an answer for you, brother? No, no, no. That, <laughs> great. Thanks. Um, glad to see you on the Savon podcast, my new favorite podcast. But uh, Hunter, uh, also just wanted to ask you when uh, when your book's coming out. Do you still have a deadline for that? Or? Dude, I work on it constantly. But if I had to really, really guess, it's like um, if I'm lucky, June. Um, if I'm lucky. Yeah. I hey, type you know what's you know, it's funny just by the questions. It took me a second. I feel like an idiot, but it's um, it's this guy in the middle with the fro who's calling right now, right? You told him to call in and set those up. Talk about the book in your no, podcast. No, that's Adrian. Yeah. That's Adrian. Yeah, I've, I've got a very straight red hair. So oh. no, definitely no. Fro Which one are you in this picture, Derek? He's the dog. Oh, perfect. <laughs> the straight red hair. <laughs> All right, it. man. Thanks for calling in. Well, great. Yeah, thank you guys. Bye. Bye. Uh, okay, okay. So back to Spartan race. So, so, um, uh, a four hour race, you know, that I, I heard Sam Briggs that, uh, I'm guessing, you know, who she is, the CrossFit athlete girl from the UK. Very well. And she did some Spartan race fittest alive thing. And some of the workouts I heard she had to do just seemed, um, that's Spartan games that she did, which is a whole new subsect of that Spartans created to contend against the CrossFit games. And it's, Pretty fucking crazy. I just did it a couple months ago. I could share the results, but I would be um, sued. Maybe. What, what do you mean you did it? You went to the event? I've done it the last two years. Um, I how do you do? Is it stupid? It sounds dangerous. It's not dangerous. I mean, it's just as dangerous as the CrossFit Games is. If you're not prepared, you're, you're, you're in over your head. It is. Isn't there somewhere you have to run all day? Oh, yeah. Six-hour running, five-hour biking. I mean, it's pretty fucking crazy. Like at the CrossFit Games, they're like, we're doing a mountain bike event. And they like had them bike through the grass and jump over um, hay yes. bales like six inches off the ground. Yes. The yes. greatest athletes on the planet are taking on the mountain bike extreme course. And I was like, that's not a mountain biking course, you assholes. Right, right. So the real mountain biking course in Spartan Games is behind Joe's house and it peaks it's a thousand feet of vertical ascent every single lap through the backwoods of Vermont, which is all wet, mossy rock and roots. 
rivers and twists and turns. And some of these athletes have never been on a mountain bike before. And it's probably on a scale of like 10 being that you go like, you know, the, the Red Bull extreme mountain biking. If that's a 10, this is probably at like a level six. So it was high enough that like you probably shouldn't take some people out there that didn't know what they were doing. Like I remember one point you came down a vertical chute into a riverbed and they had to cut out and around and it was slick rock. So it's like if you came down and you hit, you're either going to basically bust open your knee, bust open your teeth or your head. Um, And it was five hours long. It was a five hour AMRAP, not like a 20 minute sprint course. Um. <coughs> why do you do that one? How did you place in it? Why aren't you allowed to talk about it? Because it's not on TV yet and you signed an NDA or something? Yeah, you have to sign an NDA. So last year I took second place. Um, why do I compete in it? Because it's what we do for a living. You know what right. I mean? Right. It's like I the CrossFit Games is like 100%. That's the pinnacle of your guys' series. Like for us, these big championships that are all in kind of the same series – it's like either Dubai, Wadapalooza. You just pick the one you want to go to. And um, typically, all the best athletes go to like two or three of them. Um, does this – is this – can this guy, Tobias – It well, this thing that happened at High Rocks with you taking fourth, is this a, uh, a turn? Um, no. No? No. As I said, I'll talk to you about stuff off camera, but at the same time, like I just don't think it's like a great um, – nah, fuck it. I'll say it. I got the COVID shot three weeks beforehand and my heart rate literally did not come down for like six weeks after workouts. And I shit water out of my ass for about three months. And I can't necessarily say it was what affected me that day, but knowing some of the performances that I put together and holding world records, I have never, ever felt like the way I did in the weeks leading up to it. Um, I was fucked up the the day that I competed, I was fucked up. Afterwards, I was fucked up. And I just started pooping solid like about a month and a half ago. And I can't say that it was the COVID shot because I haven't gone to a doctor to get like exact tests, but it was like almost one to one. So I'm going to blame. Did you have both of them? No, I had Johnson and Johnson. I did the one and done. Are you getting any more? No. I just did it because I wanted to travel internationally. Like they were literally like, you cannot come to this country unless you're vaccinated. You cannot participate in this event. And after I put my body through that uh, experience and the way that my body reacted, I can't say everybody's going to have the same reaction. So I can't like give you, um, you know, a broad spectrum of this thing. But my acute spectrum of it is that I had a very bad reaction to it and I got pretty sick because of it. It's weird that it's um that the the vast majority of these stories are coming from young men like in this uh 17 to 35 range. I'm right on the cusp of that. If I was 36, fuck that shot. Do you got a do you got a watch or something that was like, "Hey man, something's not right?" Like your Apple no, watch like, is like Um I'm an athlete, man. Like I've been doing this for 10 years. I wear a heart rate monitor on almost every single workout. Like I have science and VO2 maxes and resting heart rates and pulse oximeters that I use all the fucking time to know exactly what's going on with my body because I'm not an idiot. Like if you're given tools to give you the best assessments for how prepared you are for something, especially leading up to my world championship, I want to know everything. And I use tried and true um, science to back it. And like, I'll never forget. Like I, I got really sick after taking it. And for about two to three days, I was wrecked, like absolutely destroyed. 
And then I came back and I was like, okay, maybe that was just it. Like I'm done. And then all of a sudden I went and did hill repeats and it was hot and everything like that. So I know what it's like training in the sun though. And I did five hill repeats that were lasting about 90 seconds to about two minutes, which is not a crazy stimulus. Like I've done workouts in the hot sun, which was like seven by eight minutes at 9,000 feet. And I was at sea level in Rhode Island. So I'm just letting you guys know in comparative, it was just a lesser stimulus, lesser challenge on my body. And I literally could not get my heart rate down for the rest of the day. It was like my max is about 185, 184. And I was at about 155 for the rest of the day. And that's a hundred percent like a heart rate stressor. And it was, have you ever had that before any time in your life? No, not like this, you know, like I, let's say I got really sick. I would intentionally not do high intensity work. Um, but you can't prepare for being sick. But I intentionally decided, put the date down, got the jab, got out of there and knew that I had about mm, just under three weeks to go, uh, before I was going to go race. And I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal, but it was like some weird shit happened. Um, it was heart-based, blood flow-based. I don't have enough stuff. If my family found out that I was talking about this, they would literally blacklist me. Why, why, why? My family are all doctors, and they think that uh, uh, COVID is the worst thing that's ever happened to society, and they want me to be triple-double um, vaccinated all the time. You know what I... Well, how how is it that your family's so smart that there's so many smart people and they're and they're not seeing the uh, the stronger correlates? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't even so, want to go. I don't even want to go down this walk with you because it's okay. Just, Fair. Not, not that I, I I don't appreciate your opinions on it. It's just that like I think that it's one of those kind of things that it's it's going to bring just as much negativity as it may bring positivity, and I don't need right in my life. I I, I hear that. I, I, um, I, I was, my dad and, and I, and, and my parts of my family have had issues around this to n- not issues to the point, like where we fought, but like where we just don't talk about it. It's the white elephant in the room. And last night we were sitting down and, um, he said something to me. So you don't believe COVID's real. I'm like, no, no, I believe it's absolutely real. Um, I, but, but I said, I said, there's two things I want you to know. I, there's a difference between believing and knowing. I don't know it's real, but I definitely believe it's real. And we had, we had to go down that pathway a little bit to explain that. Right. And, um, just like, just like I believe, um, red means stop, but I also know it doesn't mean stop. I believe it so that we can function and not get in car accidents, but I also not stupid. And I know it doesn't mean it. And, and so he said to me, he goes, so you don't think COVID is killing people. And I said, here's, and I think this is a really poignant, um, uh, metaphor. If, I believe if there was a, a, a high wire between um, uh, two, two mountain peaks, 10,000 feet over the air, and I put 100,000 people out onto that high wire, and I told them, hey, in an hour, 100-mile-an-hour winds are going to come. All the people who stayed out there on that high wire who died, how would you say that they died? Did the wind kill them? Did impact on the bottom kill them? Did their own stupidity kill them? Did like, and, and that's what's going on with this COVID thing. There's only the people who are living a lifestyle out on that high wire are, are dying because we have known, uh Oh, we have known since Otto Warburg, 
Warburg won the Nobel Prize in the 30s about cancer research and sugar, that sugar is at the root of pretty much every single fucking premature death on the planet. Yeah. I, I don't like that. I know you don't like that, but. Don't get me all tossed up. Dude, I will tell you. As soon as, <laughs> as, as soon as I I'm wonder done, if I can even pick you up. How much do you weigh? I actually got lighter. Um, when you and I last talked, I was around 212, 213. Now I'm around 200, 205. I would bury my head in your chest probably and probably put my hands under your butt and just try to get like a quick like inch off the ground and then set you down. I watched you doing a workout with a 60-pound med ball, and after watching the struggle bus that you were on with that, I don't think that's going to happen for you. Struggle bus? Let's get that video up. Struggle bus? What the fuck is going on here? This isn't cool. Ben Greenfield, you are gone. You know, do you ever talk to Eddie? Uh, I, I was, I was, uh, you're, he turned me on to you, Eddie Ift. Yes. No, but he turned me on to you. I feel like you guys have so much in common, but you don't talk enough. Um, I don't think he is, um, as, uh, as Pat, Patrick Vellner described me, which is, is not accurate, but I'll go with it anyway. He's not as um, – look at this bounce I'm carrying it, catching it on. People are underestimating what that takes to to, to get that on the bounce. Synchronicity of it all? Yeah. <laughs> How many of those can you do with a 60-pound D-ball? Probably about 200. No, you cannot. I don't know. You cannot. Um, Let me tell you, that is hard. I'm just giving you a hard time. Oh, good. You know, if I if I could do probably the fittest I think I've ever been in my entire life is basically been around um, like strongman training. You don't have to train at the caliber of a strongman, but training in the capacity and the in the kind of train tracks of a uh, strongman, I think is probably the healthiest way for people to live. I I think you're right too. What's that? I think you're right too. I had Dave Lipson on yesterday and he's 40 years old and he's just talking about bodybuilding and I've started going back towards my, you know, back and buys days. And it, it is, I feel so much better, but I'm old. Lipson um, lives right around the corner for me. Oh, he does. No, no. He moved to Florida. Really? Yeah. That's probably because they're making a fuck ton of money. I hope or so. Because Boulder sucks. Both. I think both. Yeah. I, I'm probably going to – don't tell certain people this, but I'm probably going to move back into the mountains, that hillbilly town that I was just telling you about. Yeah, can you tell me the name of that town? It's called Crestline. I don't want to tell too many people about it because it's still insanely affordable, and like the quality of life up there is so amazing. It's like this this quiet little – like, you know, serene mountain town with insane views and lakes all over the place and gigantic trees and bears. There's bears in my backyard and cougars and shit. It truly, it, it's 65 minutes from downtown Los Angeles. And it's unbelievable, dude. I can't even begin to tell you how awesome it is. This is probably the last thing you wanted me to do. Oh, dude, look at that house that just popped up on the market. What is that? I will. I'll show you one second. I want to show I'm going to pull out real quick. Okay. So there, this is the Pacific ocean. This is like the big largest body of water on planet earth. And then there's a city here called Los Angeles. And then Hunter has his secret training in this town. Yes. um, Crestline. Oh, there's, you got a lake. Dude, there's lakes everywhere. 
Look look behind it. Go back up to the upper left. There's that Lake Silverwood area. That is like an absolutely picturesque, gorgeous area over there. If you go over to the right, there's Lake Arrowhead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lake Arrowhead's pretty famous. Yeah, dude, it's big time. So here, I mean, this is a um, three-bedroom, three-bath house. It looks pretty nice. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's pretty. that's pretty nice, man. You just can't find this kind of shit in California anywhere. And also, I just think the rest of California has kind of gone um, a little crazy. Is this what your house looks like? This is like Tahoe living, like with those kind of I mean, stairs and decks. And I, I don't want to give you my address, but I do because my house is so badass. Well, people just, can see it on your Instagram, right? Yeah, you can. You can. Um, how's, your, how's your internet there? Amazing. It's like freaking a million miles an hour. It's really, really good. Um, is Katie your girlfriend? Yeah, because I heard you mention her. How long has she been your girlfriend? About a year and a half. Um, is she cool? She's awesome. She's actually a savage. She mopped up the her first year ever in the sport. She mopped up um the entire ultra scene. She won national championships for the ultras. She took third at the ultra Spartan world championships and then won the 24 hour, um, tough mutter world championships just mopped up the floor. It was crazy. Is that how you guys met in an event? No, we actually knew each other training at, uh, what's now CrossFit HQ at this gym here. She had a boyfriend. I had a girlfriend. I intentionally was like, I'm staying away because it's just a bad idea. Oh, cause you felt sparks. You guys felt something, but you guys, you had other mates. Uh, yeah, but I, like intentionally, especially when I go into the gym, I try not to talk to many people because I just want to like, it's all business. Yeah. Um, and then we linked up later and she became my COVID queen. It was like, just, we traveled and did. Oh, so meet a new girl for quarantine and then just fucking coil like snakes for a year. It, It was, it does sound like that in circumstance, but actually was completely random in its timing. I met her March 9th, my birthday. I flew to New York City to go surprise my dad for his 65th birthday on March 10th. On March 11th was was going to be the surprise birthday party. And all of a sudden, I'm in the gym with my friend at Chelsea Pier Fitness. And my buddy's like, yo, I got connections with the people over at CNN or something like that. He's like, I just got messaged by one of the head editors that um, they may shut down Manhattan. I was like, what? They're like, yeah, dude, you heard about this COVID thing that was going on in China, dude. They're locking down New York city. I go to dinner that night to go meet my brother, all my brothers and my dad. Only one of my brothers showed up to the dinner with my dad. And I, I text the rest of my brothers. I was like, what the fuck's your guys problem? Like this is a surprise. And I flew across the country for this. And they're like, dude, we're not leaving the house. Did you hear about this COVID thing? And I caught the red eye that night, flew back home, told everybody in Boulder that was my friends. I was like, I think the world's about to change, dude. We're about to like go into a creepy lockdown and we need to like only live at our house with the people that we know in the tight knit group. And I told her, I was like, do you want to be my plus one during this weird time? And just oh, what? swear to God. It was just, and so you broke up with your girlfriend and she broke up with her boyfriend and it's been oh, all no, no, no. that was way, way, way prior. Like that oh. was like a year ago. Had you ever even had you ever even kissed her at that point? I had. I had given one kiss. Oh, oh, oh. But um I knew yeah. I would I knew this was gonna be like this. I fucking knew this. What's that? 
this place that you mentioned, this place is nuts. Chelsea Piers. Oh my God, dude, you have to go train there. It like, take your kids. It seems like you really like taking your kids to do fitness stuff. There's a rock climbing gym in the background. There's a functional fitness gym. There's a boxing area. There's an indoor sand volleyball court. There's a strongman area. There's Olympic lifting area. There's spin gyms, pools, rock climbing. It's like, there's a track and a 400 meter track all the way through the inside. I see it right here. Is it also at an angle of the track or is that just the photo? No, it's at an angle. It's one of those kind of things where like the indoor tracks, it's like you need to have that little bit of embankment because it's tighter turns than um, a typical a typical track. You got to hey, have that firm. Um, so you trained there before? All the time. Damn. How much does that cost? Way too much money. It's like 60 bucks, but often we get connections and we get um, discounts to go in or go, go for free. You know I'm from New York City, right? Uh, maybe I did know that I was thinking about, maybe I should go back and listen to our first podcast. Cause we uncovered so much, so much depth that we could get back into. Yeah. I'm from New York city. It was born in the upper East side. All my brothers were born in New York city. Um, and all my brothers still live in New York city and my dad too. So I'm back there a lot. When you took fourth place in the high rocks, you won $2,500 as opposed to first place wins $10,000. Is that, um, annoying? Or is that just like, hey, you have so much other shit going on? Like, all right, it's just eight thousand bucks. I'm just gonna be totally honest. Our sport, from a financial standpoint, is not a stable environment to be in. Like, you sure? Nobody's bragging about a ten thousand dollar paycheck when it only comes once a year or right twice. Fair. It's like, hey, listen, let's go to CVS and really secure a good paycheck because I'll make forty five to fifty there. Right. So I always tell people that, like, you know, I remember I used to get shit on a lot when I first did this sport. They're like, you just a spoiled brat making all this Oprah money in the mud run game. And I was like, mm, there's no money. So you have to secure the funds elsewhere. So when I got $2,500, I was like, I didn't care. Like, you could have taken all my money. I would rather take um, first place and get zero money than second place and get 7500 or something like that. And what, what, are, what are you and those four guys selling? selling yeah those guys in that picture when you look like you're doing adult shit (laughs) there was something having to do with water we talked about last time water oh yeah i mean i'm not a pitcher but i have a supplement company uh i have a training company what's the name of the supplement company i want to look at their website go to house training oh that's right that's right that's right spell house for me h-a-o-s hunter's academy of strength that's right i wrote this down Hey, so that I want to tell you some of these videos you're doing, like the high rocks videos, like who's making those Nick. Good guy. Oh, tell Nick, like, like we need to like some shit written on the screen. Like what place you took? Like, like I watched this whole fucking 10 minute video of you in a race. And at the end, I don't even know what fucking place you took. And I need more plugs for like your shit. That's one thing I still struggle with a little bit. I'm not. Not that I'm not a salesman. Like I could sell you, you know, if you were homeless, I could sell you a TV, but I don't really want to go to nutrition. That's fair. I get that. I, I, I get that feeling too. I have, I struggle telling people that this podcast has more than 230,000 downloads a week. I, 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 I don't like sucking my own dick. Not yeah, true. Like, <laughs> I think if you're a true believer in, and interested in what I'm doing, it will come out organically and you'll do the research. Do you take, do you take this stuff constantly? I think that's like, 
if you, if I was in your shoes and I was fasting regularly, this is all I would take on that day. I think amino acids have been like the greatest discovery in my athletic career. And that's why I just promote amino acids. Why? Why do you say that? So that same exact thing that I said to you about muscle mass, I think muscle mass is like super important for athletes to have. And like, I think that, you know, have you ever seen like a skinny fat person that does like triathlons all the time, but they still have like a punch, but they have like those spaghetti arms and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like Tobias, like Tobias. Basically. Yes. They're kind of metabolically dead. They don't have any muscle mass that makes their body hungry and want to burn fat, but they still somehow are just like moving through time and space because they're, they weigh as much as a paper towel. Right. Um, I've always been an athlete that like kind of really works around being as strong as possible and being able to do as much as possible. Um, and I'm not the kind of person that can like eat steak and chicken and have uh, protein shakes all day long. Cause it would just like mess up my gut. Cause I'm training about four hours a day. And amino acids just kind of assimilates straight into your body and doesn't give you any problems. Oh, there you go. That's look, see that Orca one right there. That's your boy when he used to be a contender for Spartan race. Skinny mini. That doesn't even look like you. I know, dude. I was a tiny guy. Well, doesn't look like Jeremy. Sort of your face. You still look big there. This is crazy. What do you? What's this body do? That's Hyrox. That's like world record Hyrox shape right there. Yeah, that's fucking nuts. That's a lot of dude to drag around. Yeah, I'm pretty much, I'm too heavy for what I do. But yeah, that's, that's also because I've been training, like I've always wanted to be considered the biggest endurance athlete on the planet, like competitive endurance athlete. There's guys who are bigger than me that do endurance, but right. like right now I'm still in the in the chase for setting the world record for a um the world record for a, the fastest 200 pound marathon. Um, that's, that, that could be some, uh, uh, an interesting shirt, by the way. What's that? World's largest endurance athlete. Yeah. Well, that's what bulk pony racing is. That's my nickname. So I basically like every couple months I'll release a shirt that's kind of limited edition. Um, and like the last one was like the picture of the Jackson hole guy up on the horse. And instead of saying Jackson hole, it said bulk pony racing. And we just, we promote being massive and fast. Um, this coaching thing, um, I was talking to Josh Bridges the other day and he does this thing at his house. He's doing this thing at his house where Can I raise um, my hand for a second. Yes. Can you ask Josh Bridges why he hates me so much? He hates you. He really hates me. When I went to set the Murph world record, I actually reached out to him and I said, Josh, Hey, I just, I'm doing this thing. Like you got any advice, blah, blah, blah. And he was like super dismissive and very, very short. He's like, yeah. He's like, don't make it about yourself. Do it for the man. And I was like, yeah, it's a charity event. Like I'm raising money for, for military charity. He's like, yeah, whatever, man. Like just boom. And then all of a sudden I started filming the thing leading up to it. And the filming, he thought it was about me trying to promote myself. The filming just kept on raising money for the charity. We raised $27,000 and it was just something cool that we did during COVID because there was nothing else. And man, he went off on me. I still have screenshots of the text messages and I, I don't like, I don't know why. And he was just flipping out on me. And I, rather than like, you know, putting a bull, bull to bull, I just said, Hey man, appreciate what you're saying. Here's a link to the charity if you want to donate. And he was just like, rah, 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 rah. and I was like, that's great, man. Just in case you missed my last text, here's a link to the charity. And since then he's blocked me on Instagram and everything, dude fucking super hates me. Uh, 
we'll take a small break before I respond to that comment. The fact that you're a beef castle and do endurance is what makes it cool, bro. A beef castle. Hey, do you know this guy? He's the dude who's doing 365 days of Merv. Yeah. He's legend. I've actually probably should shoot him a message because every once in a while I'll just like be late night looking at his Instagram. But fuck yeah, bro. Yeah. Uh, he, you know what's crazy? His feed comes up. He He's one of the few. I follow a bunch of people and he's one of the few people that always comes up in my feed. So whatever he's doing, he he cracked the code. Cracked he's a code, savage. Dude. Um, I, that that's interesting. I I I I didn't. Uh, I don't know. I have. I I'll, I'll I will ask him. I'll ask him on the um the next time I do a podcast with him. I'm doing a podcast with him probably next week sometime. Yeah, let's get down to it. I'll be like, hey, what's up with you and Hunter? Someone else told me that they didn't like you either, and I get it because I didn't like you either. Not for nothing having to do with who you are. Nothing having to do with you. So like was it? it was like what city you're from. It was just because you were invited to the CrossFit Games. Oh, motherfucker, you from there? Motherfucker? Yeah, yeah, it was like that. It was like, uh, fuck this guy. I don't like him. How come? Well, because this guy gave him an invitation to the CrossFit Games. I just, it's not, it's not even your fault. Yeah. Just shows how racist I am. I get it, dude. I mean, listen, there's a lot of internal racism in the crop in the in the fitness industry, hating on people who do Pilates and spin classes. Those bitches. Hey, this fucking lady next to me in my kids' jujitsu class, this mom the other day was telling me she does Pilates. And like I thought Pilates was stupid. And she starts telling me what they do. It's so hard. And it's incredible. Yeah. yeah. So I fucking went home and did half the things she told me that they do. I'm like, no, Shit. I, I- I need to start doing planks. I need to start doing side planks. I need, I'm like, you don't have to lay in some machine. She goes, no, we, everyone just goes in a room on a yoga mat and it's 105 degrees in there. And we yeah. do this, 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 and this. And I'm like, damn it. There's been doing this my whole life. Reformers Pilates. So I was like in the scene because I used to be like a, a group fitness instructor in New York city. And like, you kind of cross pollinate with all the other instructors and you take their classes so that you can help promote each other, blah, blah, blah. And Man, I used to do Pilates classes and I was like fucking shredded to the bone, pure muscle, no body fat type thing. And I was the weakest person in the room. I was like, what? Like these women are doing like kind of like cross twists and stuff like that or up on their toes, their heels elevated, doing pulse squats with a ball between their legs. And I'm just getting dominated. So I knew immediately right there that there was like, you know, there's some some substance to it. So every once in a while I did it when I hurt my back a couple of years ago, training really hard, I started doing Pilates and that fixed it. Um, so I'm a big promoter of it. Yeah. That's a, that's a huge, uh, squat pulse or pulse squat, pulse squat. How do you pulse? Oh, here we go. You know, you get up there and you just kind of like, Ooh, Ooh, it's way harder. Wait, than doing wait do that again. Someone get a screen capture. Well, of this. Yeah. You're up this and like, dude, it's even harder when you're on the reformer, like you put your hands back on the thing and you're kind of doing like tricep presses and stuff. No, 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 no. Yeah. This is pulse squat. Well, do Pilates pulse squat. Cause we both know that's, that's just a barbell squat. It still looks a lot like a squat. Yeah. I don't see. Uh, uh, okay. Goblet squat, three pulse sandbag squats. This one. No, dude, you're just stuck way too much into the CrossFit space. You got to type in Pilates in the front. They spell Pilates, right? Yeah, I think so. Pilates. Let me see this one. This one. Yeah, this one? or like that one right there, Pilates squat with like the spread legs, dude. Holy crap, it would crush you. Okay, let's watch her. 
This is like the horse stance squat. My God, look at her body. That chick does a look at her ass and her lats. This chick does a shitload of pull-ups. But I didn't see her. I didn't see her face. I didn't see her her face. I didn't see her Smart feet. Smart water ad. Damn it. Oh no. Yeah. Fuck. We got caught. You know? <laughs> okay. So do your feet have to be like that in a in a pull squat? No, but that's a version of doing it. Like I know I'm not gonna do it because you're gonna screen record me and probably put this up on the internet. But yeah. like a Pilates move would be to do this, elevate your heels while doing it, and then do squats. Look at this chick's ass when she squats. It come it. You know how like some women will have boobs that are so big you can see them from like if they're walking away from you you can see them from the back. Got side baggage. This chick has her ass is so big you can see it from the front. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's crazy. why I got these Pilates classes. There's a win right there. I was in a um when I first started CrossFit I was in an REI. Uh, with my with my wife and she's she's putting on these pants i'm like oh those are awesome this is in 2008 or 9 i go those are awesome on you your ass looks huge and the lady there goes no it doesn't because <laughs> she thought like trying like, to make fun of her talk shit yeah she thought like and my my wife finally told her uh, no i'm he he likes that he wants my butt to look bigger and <laughs> that's that happened twice that happened twice we got yelled at one time at a wedding i told my wife that your butt i just told my wife as she walked by i said wow your butt's getting really like big it's getting bigger and and uh, and like two minutes passed and the lady sitting next to me was just like fuming and i didn't know why she was like just like bad vibing me finally she goes you think that's okay to talk to women like that you think and my wife told her, she goes hey man i've been i've been trying to make it bigger by doing you know six million tabata squats a fucking month like what like chill like relax. You got a good supportive wife. Um, where do you Who guys- doesn't want a huge ass? Where do you live, by the way? Uh, wherever I am, Hunter. I live wherever I am. Listen, you keep on going to my CrossFit feed. Go back to my Instagram feed, and you can see I just back squatted three hundred five for twenty reps. Let's just talk about that. I will honestly. I did see that. The simplicity of training <laughs> to make your to make your ass bigger. Go ahead, Literally, say it. The, the amount of training information out there is just way, way, way too much. Um, it's bullshit. If you want to get like a great, great ass, you need to do these back squats for 20 reps with just weight on your back, and it will transform your life. You do have a huge ass too. Your ass is so big that like if I was a little kid, I wouldn't want to walk behind you. It would make me uncomfortable. Like I could fall into it. It's the same way I feel around horses. If I get near yes. a horse, I'm, I'm scared. Yes. Yes. I don't even like being by a horse's face. What if he bumps you with his mandible? What if he like just goes like that to you? You're there's fucked. This, there's You're a fucked. trail that I bike over here that has open cattle all over the place. And for some reason, they all congregate right on the trail. And when I go by, like literally, I could be in a room full of like, I could be going down like an alleyway in Harlem with a bunch of thugs and I'd feel less fear in my body than when I go by these cows. Yes, make, uh, I think that's I think that's uh similar. You got that picture right there. Which one? Oh, this one? Well, the sun one. No, that's just training. Look how fast you're doing those. You train those for speed too? Yeah, I mean, I think the big thing about high rocks and like, you know, you should probably train in your your guys sport as well is it's like not necessarily about speed, uh, sorry, about strength, it's about the capacity of being able to do things faster. So it's like People keep on trying to add weight on the bar. The metrics of fitness that I really go for is either 
do more weight or do the same weight faster than you did before. And I'll do these speed intervals and it makes a humongous difference in my turnover and competition. Okay. The, um, you were about to tell me to go look at a picture before you tell me to go look at that picture. I want to, I want to put this comment up. This is so true. And I, I can't tell you how imp- crazy this is too. He makes my job so easy. You do not understand how shitty it is having a podcast. I know it looks fun. I know you think I'm having a fucking blast. I fucking, I, I fucking am so stressed out at 10 o'clock at night before I go to bed because I know I owe these podcasts at 7 a.m. And last night I slept better knowing Hunter was going to be on. I swear to God. It's like what's weird is, is that we mentioned Josh Bridges. Same with him. If he's going to be on, it's just like I, I mean I have two pages of notes and I don't even need them. It's fucking dope. That post you made the other day with Laura Horvath and the interview that they had. Uh, yeah. With just the pauses. I was like, oh my God. Dude, she's tough. I really like her. She's tough. Oh man, she's tough. She basically just wants to come on. She comes on the show. She opens the show with like, a, hey, I didn't want to come on here, but you guys bugged me so much. And she finished the show by asking me why I do podcasts. And I said, because I'm the greatest at the world at it. And I should probably just take over the space. And she said, you're far from it. <laughs> that was that's that the podcast was sandwiched between those two comments. Um, have you ever do you ever do the full course, High Rocks course in training? I used ever. to I probably <clears throat> I used to, and I'll probably bring it back. But fuck, man, like you can only put your body through that much stress that often without it, it kind of like has a breakdown thing, like leading up to a championship. I'll probably do it about three times in the next three weeks, but then you need to let go because it tears you to shreds. Really? You'll do it three times. How about the emotional, excuse me. How about the emotional impact of doing it? It doesn't every time after you do it, you're like, Oh man, what have I, what am I doing? No, not really. I mean, like, it's not an emotional impact. I usually bring my friends around and we have a really good time. But, you know, for the most part, the biggest issue is just the physical damage of it all. I, now, now that I'm a little bit older, like I, I really don't think that I'm, I'm stronger than I've ever been. And I'm just as fast as I've ever been, if not better. But the reality is, is like, I just have to pick my battles. You know what I mean? It's like, if I was up going up against David Goliath type thing, I probably wouldn't go head on against him. Like I find ways to make him compromise himself and same exact thing. Like I'm not going to intentionally compromise myself just to fight the fight. So I, I, I don't know what you mean by that. Well, I'm just trying to say, it's like if you could pick the hardest option possible or a bunch of other options that were possible of getting the same thing done that I'm taking the easier route. Like doing the actual physical event in training all the time is the hardest thing possible. Yes. That's what I would think. Exactly. But I was just like, man, I can mountain bike a lot. I can do just like tons of interval training with similar capacity of time intensity, but I don't need to do 60 minutes of absolute like bullish intensity because it just wears me down. Yeah. Um, and the, the other question I have about the event of uh, judges, what, who's the guy, there's this, um, black guy following you around in one of the, uh, yes, dude, is he a judge? Yeah. He's a head judge. Um, it sounds like, judge. it looks like you paid him off. Like, why is he so up in your ship, promoting you, pumping he's you not, up? He hands you your ball in the wall balls. I was like, dude, get the fuck back. Step back. Uh, I don't remember that exact point, but here's the reality. Like. He and I have been, um, he, he's just at, at all these events and usually it's like me far above everybody else. And he's just 
the head judge. He's got to keep an eye on the thing. And I think he's such a hype man. Sometimes he gets so hyped. Like probably I wouldn't say ethically, it's a great thing for him to hand me the ball and I'm not judging him, but I'm just saying like, I can even imagine myself being so hyped that I might make that mistake. Right. Um, so like, I'm not trying to bash him by any means, but yeah. And man, you love him. You love him. Yeah, man. But like, we're like, there's Jacob. Does he ever no rep you? Oh yeah. Bunch of times. Usually my no reps either come on burpee broad jumps or burpee broad jumps, sled pull, or wall balls. Uh, uh, let's go through those. What, what's a no rep look like in a burpee broad jump? Like you you shuffle your feet forward after the jump? Yep, that happens. Like I always sometimes do this like without even knowing. It's like, you know, like, like a small kind of like cha-cha dance. Like you just move your feet like two inches without even knowing, but it's more of a stability thing rather than an advantage thing. Sure. You can't even tell because you're just fucking bolting and you get up and you like land and then you shim, shim jump again. And you don't even know. He's like, Hunter, Hey, like next time you're going back a whole length, like stop. And I'm like, Whoa. Um, the sled pull thing, there's like a three meter long or three foot long. Don't judge me here there's just a window of space that you're able to actually move the sled in and move your body in. Otherwise you have to either pull with your arms or you can move backwards. Yeah. Very easy when you're like fucking just pulling as hard as you can all of a sudden to just step over the line. It just, and then how do they penalize you for that? Uh, if you do it, I think two times in a row, you literally go back a whole length and a whole length is 15 meters, 12, no, sorry, 12 and a half meters. So someone has to run out there and pull your sled back. Oh yeah. Oh, so you not only you know, have to you go know, back. But- I've never had it happen, but I think that's the case. Sorry. Okay. And and that would even take time to do that. That would be devastating. It would suck ass. Um, And so, and then wall balls is pretty simple. It's like either not enough depth or not enough height. Uh, in one of those videos, you do something called super wall ball throws. How high is that target? Oh, no, no, no. That was just like a competition between us uh, having fun. Joshua yeah. was a German CrossFit Games athlete. We were just having a good time. And, and, and But what was the target in that? And that you guys were uh, fuck, dude. It was like a 20-foot target. It was huge. Yeah, because some of the guys were even having trouble just doing it once, it looked like. Yeah. I'm still very invested in this conversation, but I need a pee break. Yeah, yeah. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Thank you. Don't. Everyone needs a pee break. Everyone needs a pee break. Everyone, please take a pee break. Uh, take now's the time to go look for a job at barbell dobs dobs barbell jobs.com. You should actually have two windows open at all times and be scanning barbell jobs.com during every podcast. Just visit the site a million times so at least the sponsor thinks that he's getting some value from being on here. What about that? Jim, what's your Instagram? Oh, I should put up Jim's Instagram. That's a good idea. Hunter's a warrior, smart as hell. Oh, here we go. Yeah, okay. So same reason why I didn't like Hunter. I totally get it. Josh did not like Hunter's wild card game. Do you know that for a fact or are you just guessing? Because I, I think it specifically came from the the Murph thing. I don't know. I, I think that when you popped on the scene, people were just pissed that you were going to the games. I think I'm a sweet angel. I just... I came just to play. I mean, like if you guys were all playing baseball in the backyard, I would want to play. Right. Even though you guys were like in a league and you'd like train really hard to be there. But I was like, hey, do you guys mind if I swing the bat a couple times? You're like, fuck no, man. Do you know hey, what it is? 
Hey, when I, when I, when I worked at CrossFit, uh, they, the, um, I was on the executive team there and we would have these board meetings and executive team meetings, executive team meetings, not board meetings. And we hired a new CEO and the CEO brought his mistress in to the meeting. And he did that a couple times. And like all of us who were in the meeting had fucking worked our ass off to get to this position, right? Company that's just a massive global fucking company. We all work fucking if we were awake, we were working, right? Just loved our fucking job. Just savages. Everyone there was beyond fucking a hard worker. Yeah. And um, and this guy gets hired and he comes on CEO and he starts bringing his mistress into the meeting. And Nicole Carroll pulls the fucking CEO aside. That's the head of CrossFit training now. Yeah. And basically tells him, hey, look, motherfucker. I, 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 I'm sure she didn't say it like that. But she said, hey. I don't, I, but she pulled him aside and said, Hey, not appropriate. All of us worked our ass off to be in this room. No, no one was given this and she can't come. She, she should not be allowed. In. And he pulled, and he pulled her out of the meeting. And then six months later, um, they gave her my job. Uh, so <laughs> Fuck, dude. You talk can you fucking that? believe that they gave this bitch my fucking job so rashly? It's, it's, it's intimidating. It gives me a, makes my, my gut. <laughs> she was married. He was married. They were fucking, he gets hired. He bring, and, and I was friends with this guy before he fucking got hired, like really good friends with him. And he would be like, dude, I got this problem. I'm fucking this bitch. And my wife doesn't know about it. And this bitch is married. And it's like, man, I like, it's, it's a lot. Do you worry about like, about what? No, say it. Uh, hold, uh, Mr. Vowell, please hold on one minute. Uh, yes, go ahead, Hunter. Do I not worry about what? Getting sued or slander? Or... Hitman sued. No, no. A very litigious population. Oh, no, not anymore. Let me tell you something. The guy who used to own CrossFit is a dear friend of mine, Greg Glassman. He would love for some fucking jackass to try to sue me so that he could fucking defend me. I guess. He has never told me that, but he's got gazillions of dollars and uh people like me when you've been done wrong you want other people to talk shit to open like like i don't want to open the beehive but like i want the beehive to be open so that i can like contribute my my side of the story i'm that you know? kind of person too but i, I do, do you know what i mean like like i don't want to talk about but uh, the, uh about um the time you and i slept in a bed together but if someone brings that shit up i'm going to tell them how inappropriate you were hunter <laughs> i got hands Mr. Val, how are you? Thanks for being on the show. Hey, Devon, what's going on, man? Good. How are you? What, what do you What do you think? Does Hunter have the chops to be a fighter? Do you think he could get in the UFC? I think uh, I think Hunter could absolutely get in the UFC. He is a straight up monster, and he will be one of the Jack guys that actually has endurance. Uh, Val is an uh, aspiring fighter. He's had one fight already, and uh, you have it, David. You have another fight coming up in January, right? Can we promote something? I did. Here? Yes. Me or are you talking to him? Well, first let's promote his thing and then we'll promote your thing. Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, bud. Uh, Mr. Val, when's your fight? Uh, well, it was scheduled for January 7th, but I had to pull from it from a uh, labrum injury. Oh, your labia majora got hurt? Yes. I'm yes, so labia so... and clitoris minor. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, how, 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 uh, I'm really sorry. How are you doing with that? Are you struggling with that or? You, just part of it. Uh, yeah, it actually came from uh, weightlifting and CrossFit, doing snatches and not doing enough crossover symmetry, just being a meathead about it. 
Uh, that's complete bullshit. There are no injuries in CrossFit. And I'm just gonna um, give you a tip. <laughs> if you're training for sports, you should not use CrossFit as the training methodology. This is a uh, a, a pre uh, a years ago injury that I opened up by uh, that re um, injured by hitting a heavy bag. Yep. 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 Um, uh, sorry. I, I actually had a question for Hunter. Uh, you were talking about your uh, hydration supplement. I do weight cuts uh, to fight now, obviously, only only one fight in. But um, is that something you would recommend to, to replenish? Yeah, the BCAAs aren't going to make the difference, but the electrolytes are. Like we, we in specifically, the product is basically a combination of as many electrolytes as we could basically put in there per serving and uh, BCAAs. And from a recovery standpoint, it's as good as it gets. I don't have a ton of experience of using BCAAs and weight cuts. I'm going to be totally honest. I used to wrestle a ton and do weight cuts. I'm not going to give you information I don't have, but you do want to be able to put electrolytes in almost faster than the rate that you're going to take, um, take in hydration. So make sure you're taking in. I always say for every hour of fitness um, per 100 pounds of lean mass, you want to have one scoop. So if you train three hours and you are three, three hours that day and you weigh 200 pounds of lean mass, you're basically going to have six, six scoops of this stuff. Gotcha. Okay. Um, do you know, uh, do you know if, if, um, if, if caffeine has, has a, a, like a negative side effect for hydration or performance or anything like that? No, we don't use caffeine and I don't know specifically on the caffeine, but one thing you should know is if you don't see hydration drinks with taurine in it, taurine is basically kind of like a shuttle cart for electrolytes to get inside of uh, the muscle membrane. So look for taurine. Taurine and, and a bunch of sugar, right? I think sugar is also a really great thing as well, but don't say that in front of Savan or you're going to get us in trouble. <laughs> well, I'll definitely, uh, I'll definitely have to go to uh, uh, buy that product of yours and uh, give it a go. Um, and um, if, I mean, hell, if, it's, if you if you approve it, I'll put it on my shorts and promote it for free. <laughs> Thanks, brother, man. And listen, I'm not going to say what we haven't what we've done in our product is not rocket science. It's just a combination of a couple products you could probably get out there at almost any store. And I created the combination myself that I thought was the most effective pro- like you know product possible. So there's a bunch of other brands. If you have it, you could probably do it on on your own. But if you do support our brand, I appreciate it. And, you, and, 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 and although um, uh, Hunter's uh, credentials are seriously second to none in terms of athletic performance and, and what the human body can do, uh, don't forget he did get the Johnson & Johnson. Okay, David, thank you for calling. All right, thanks, so I'll see you guys. Okay, bye. We're going to talk about fighting. I actually... Uh, before you talk about fighting, let's let's let Jim say one thing. There was a ton of national champions that shouldn't have been there the year Hunter went. Hunter is a specimen who trains functional fitness. Who the hell would you not want to test your methodology? Fair enough, Jim. Says the guy who's doing has a pathology so deep that he's doing um, Murph every day for a year, and on top of his other training. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a fucking beast, dude. That's pretty crazy. And he like, well, like row 20,000 meters randomly in the middle of a Murph. I was like, that's, that's a sick man. Yeah. Um, fighting. Uh, fighting. I wanted to get on the same card that Bridges and, um, and, uh, what's your fate? Uh, Hepner were on. Yeah. They let me in. And 
I wanted to actually do a charity match between another like CrossFit beef I have. I wanted to do a charity match of myself versus <laughs> two butter, buttery bros. And ODF. oh, that's right, that's right. And I actually they came to the Spartan Games to film it, and they were they were not into it at all. They were not into it. And it's not like I have like an intention of wanting to beat them up, but I just think that if like there's tribes down in Mexico where if you have beef, everybody comes together at one time a year and you get to fight anybody you have beef with. And that's how they completely squash it. And you go into the next year clean. They don't, those guys don't like you. Those guys, you're not friends with those dudes. It was kind of similar to the whole thing. I came into the CrossFit game. Oh yes. Not big fans of it. Um, and yes. I actually had a really good time with them at the Spartan games. Uh, but I still think we should squash our beef. Like, I think we should beat the shit out of each other. Um, the, I, I think, yeah. Interesting. Do you know, um, have you, do you do any jujitsu? <laughs> no, I wrestled for years and I've done plenty of jujitsu just because like, it's probably the easiest way to actually get into a wrestling match these days with basically putting yourself in arm bar. And I fucking hate it. Like I absolutely will just like tear someone to shreds. And then all of a sudden they get you in that little twist. You're like, do, so, do you know do you know about this guy? Yeah, he's a stud. He's a stud. Yeah. Yeah, I know him because he did the modeling and he's been a really really good contender in wrestling, but What do you mean? What do you mean he did the modeling? And how I mean, I mean I know he did some modeling, but how do you know him? He's not, he was an underwear model. I did modeling back in the day. So every once in a while like just my manager still of 11 12 12 years is still in the modeling industry. And because he works in the modeling industry and represents me as an athlete, all of a sudden out of nowhere, just like if people are doing things in the sports world and also modeling, we end up having correlations with it. Wow. Not that I know him. I've ever met him. Oh, you haven't met him? No, not at all. Oh, okay. Do you know, know this guy? I think this- Luke, Say- Rockhold, Luke Rockhold, famous UFC fighter, has done a bunch of big modeling campaigns. Yeah. Do you know him? No, not at all. Not at all. I ran into him um, uh, maybe a year ago at the beach at, at the Point Market where I hang out in Santa Cruz, and he was with a chick, and man, he was giving off bad vibes. Bad vibes, man. like he's like sketchy or just like basically he pulls he. There's a spot where you can pull your car in where no one does pull their car in because it's right in front of the place. It's right in between where you sit, everyone sits, and where you eat. He pulls his Rover in there. He gets out with that beautiful body and no shirt on, and this fucking super duper hot chick gets out of the car too. She's a spinner, like a 95 pound girl, and he's huge, right? He's yeah. like two oh five six two six three, and uh. I, I, no one's looking at him. Everyone's like avoiding looking at him because I, and I, just because he's making such a scene, but I'm standing there with my two boys, like 10 feet away from him, just staring at him, hoping he'll look over for one second so I can get a picture with him and the boys and nothing. And he stayed there for like 40, 30, 40 minutes. It was weird. It was, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was weird. There's a, a parking lot in Malibu where on Sundays, like people, with nice cars will go to, <laughs> And like you go get coffee before you kind of go on the car parade. And there's every once in a while, these guys that will park in like two parking spots and just like hijack the whole parking lot. Yeah. Those are those kind of people. That seems what this kind of guy is. And those yeah. are the people, they deserve to have the tire slashed. And, you know, and, and Nick, Nicky Rod had to, to they did a jujitsu match together in 2019 and Nicky beat him up pretty good. Really? But anyway, this guy this guy has a wrestling background. Within within fucking, you know, two months, he was doing jujitsu against the greatest guys in the world. He'd probably kill me. Just to like fold you in half and shit. 
Yeah. I So last year I was filming this stuff during COVID because there was just nothing to do. And I created what I called the headhunter series where I was just basically going around and competing against the best people in their, their sport and just kind of seeing if I could survive the training or the competition for the day. So I went out to Joe DeSena's barn where he has a wrestling academy and I wrestled against uh, an Olympian and I just got my shit kicked in. I just oh. destroyed. In Who was training. it? Who was the Olympian? Oh God. Why am I having a brain fart? Um, was his name Mike Andy, David? Andy Robat. Andy Robat. Huh. And it's like R H O V A T. And in training, I was really hanging with him. And I was even giving him, like, getting one over on him. But then all of a sudden, we went into the match. And two matches we did, he pinned me within, like, under two minutes. Wrestling's one of those kind of things where it's like golf. Like, if you don't have the the proficiency of movement, you're just so far behind. Ah, uh, I didn't no, know golf. That's, that's Jordan Taylor. He's a fucking murderer. No, this is David David Taylor. Sorry, 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 sorry. David Taylor. Yeah. Uh, I- <laughs> I I I I um uh slid into this dude's DMs. I'm trying to get him on the podcast. He agreed. Do you know how excited I am? What? Super great athlete. Yeah. Do you know him? No, not personally by any means, but I've definitely followed his his uh, career. Yeah. So fucking excited to have him on. Now I'm just now I'm just bragging. This is just like me showing D ball slams. Yeah, it is. Just bragging. Just bragging. You know, um, when I put stuff like that on there of me doing the D ball slams. It is a little weird. It's me getting out of my comfort zone. You, when I started the workout. So I basically, I, d- I was doing a workout where I was only doing like three of those and I could barely do three. And so at the end, like it was like hurting me, right? It was like assault bike, three D ball slams and then some pull-ups, right? I did it for like 20 minutes. And then at the end I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do fucking 30 of these. Do you not feel comfortable showing off workout videos? No, fuck no. I'm fucking pathetic. But but it is but I know it's important to show people that I work out. Like as part of just the same way it's not good if I smoke cigarettes, like if I was a closet cigarette smoker, not to share that. Like I think that we're just all mirrors here and everything is contagious. And it's important for other people to see, okay, look at this fucking five foot five Armenian guy who's forty nine. He's getting some. You know what's interesting? I had this conversation uh, with Kate last night. So in bed? No, no, no. We're on the couch oh. at this point, which could be turned into a bed. Um, basically, I was talking to her about social media, and I've gone more the route of like business promotion on my Instagram, which it's not really what makes me happy, but it's what's effective and actually being able to survive in life. The original way that I used Instagram was basically just like me posting videos of like random wild animals that I captured and just like funny videos of me with my friends. And I loved it. And if you had taken those videos from back then, the true essence of Hunter Daily, and put them on like TikTok or Instagram now, millions upon millions of followers. But now, um, like I, I went away from that direction because I got advice from a couple people that were mentors to me in business. They're like, you need to post more about your business, business, business. And I've kind of lost the true essence of what just made me happy because I used to like to just go into the woods and like capture random creatures and climb up trees and do stuff and post about it. It had no real direction or like, corollary uh correlation to like what i did professionally it was just me yeah and i i fucking miss that stuff it's a a waste of my time um doing all these posts if it wasn't for a monetary value i 
I personally like the medium because of what you just said. I just like publishing stuff. So I, I was making videos before there was YouTube. So we used to have to put our videos on public access. And then if like 30 people watched it, it was so exciting. And yep. then there was YouTube and you could get thousands of people to watch. And now there's Instagram and like you can, you can do you like, you could go outside right now and make a video of like you juggling the balls and send it out to the world. Yeah. So I think you should go back to that. Are you going to? I did. If you go back to my Instagram page for like a week straight, I just posted videos of me like shirtless chainsawing trees and riding unicycles and stuff. Yeah. And that's really who I am, but it doesn't necessarily move the needle in certain aspects of what like I'm trying to do. So it's like one ass, two horses type thing. Ah, I've never heard that term, but I like it. Really? Yeah. One ass, two horses. Can't have one ass and ride two horses. Oh, oh, oh. I, when you said ass, I was thinking donkey. <laughs> I was thinking, don- yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here, here's you wrestling this guy. You have a guy in a headlock. That was Spartan games. Oh, oh. So why do they have that in the Spartan games? So Spartans have become this kind of like multi like conglomerate of like just everything. It's no longer one identity. It's like 10 identities. It's, it's like a seven-headed dragon. Each one of them has an, uh, their own ambitions in life. I don't think it's great for the company, to be honest. But one of uh, Joe's big ambitions is creating an Olympic training center under Spartan Race for wrestlers in the United States. So just out of nowhere, like we just always have to wrestle when we go to his Spartan games. It, there must be some people who are truly uncomfortable with that. Oh, massively, like crying hysterically. Um, and like the guy is just like bowing out and saying that they won't come in. Uh, it's yeah, it's tough. Like I have experience doing it and there's guys who don't have experience doing it. And like us having zero experience is almost more risky than having a lot of experience. Uh, and you know, it's in the middle of a 10, a four, four day competition with 10 events. The last thing that you want, like my friend, Ryan Atkins, who's a very, very talented athlete had to go up against a guy who was probably like 40, 50 more pounds than him. And he got flipped over and absolutely smashed, like wind knocked out of him kind of thing. Um, But, you know, the reality is, is like, it's one of the events, like you either contend or you don't. Can you win that event without contending in it? I mean, win that, can you win that? If the totality of it, if I share details about it, it would be part of that. I can't talk about it category. Can I, I watch can't. it somewhere? Is it, is it online yet? Oh yeah. Spartan games 1.0 is. But so what, what, what can't, let's talk about what you can't talk about in a way that, so I understand why you can't talk about it. Like not, that didn't Here's make the sense. Point structure. I'll just say this out loud. The point structure for that event was so absurd in its design. It kind of ruined the entire event. Um, oh, you're not allowed to disparage, even if it's an honest opinion about an event. Once you can, no, 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 no. I, oh. I, I honestly can say that I thought the event was very poorly run. And I think the head orchestrator of it, his name is David Watson. He's kind of like the Dave Castro. He's just a fucking savage idiot. And, um, Whoa, 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 whoa. Dave Castro is not a savage idiot. No, no, I didn't say that about Dave Castro. I said oh, Dave oh. Watson. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't say that about Dave. Okay. Uh, I did at one point, and I appreciate Dave's hard work, um, sometimes not his attitude. But David's competition is really properly run, and it's, like, very efficient, and it's very well-designed. Spartan Games isn't. Um, so... I can talk about it in that way. I just can't talk about the details of the results. 
Because it hasn't been released yet? Spartan season two, Spartan game season two has not been released yet. It comes out. Oh, but the competition's done. Done, 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 done. We already competed. Oh, okay. So it's like a reality show. We we don't know who gets to go home with The Bachelor, even though everyone else already knows. That's the issue with it. So they try to create a reality TV show experience and have a professional competition at the same time. And they were changing rules and point scoring in the middle of the event to have a better response for the actual viewership. I went insane. Hunter could probably take on both buttery bros. I would love to see that two on one. Thank you, Dallas. We'll start a petition, baby. Can we get a recommendation on the best? Uh, yes, Jim is on IG. I, I I should pull. Okay, fuck. All right. This show's almost over, but I'm going to pull up Jim's. I, um, I kind of want to talk about fighting a little bit more. Uh, I follow this guy. What's his What's his Instagram? J I M Jim Jim B Jim Bokowski Jim B O K. The fuck is this guy? Sorry, I looked long enough. I can't find it. Sorry, Jim. You got to paste it in the in the bottom. Yeah. I I it's it doesn't seem appropriate. Well, first of all, I went on this I in 2010 with Dave Lipson and Rob Orlando and a bunch of other CrossFit athletes. I can't remember who. Uh, we went over to um, San Luis Obispo to uh, John Hackleman's UFC training camp. John Hackleman is the coach for Glover Teixeira, who's the current 205 uh, champion, light heavyweight champion of the world in UFC, and he was also Chuck Liddell's coach. And that's where Chuck Liddell and Glover Teixeira trained. And we went there on like a CrossFit trip one time because he was a friend of the CrossFit community. And those guys, Dave got in the ring with a guy. Dave Lipson got in the ring. All the, all of them got in the ring with the guy. And and Rob, when Rob Orlando got in the ring with a guy, to, he didn't like it. Like you I could didn't. tell, no, Rob Orlando didn't want anything really to do with it. He didn't See, want anyone touching him. He it, it was not his scene. And I see that with – um. I see that with kids like I, I I see that with kids in my kids jiu-jitsu. My kids have been doing jiu-jitsu for 3 years and the comfort that they have with their bodies and intimacy is on a totally different level than other kids because of that they spend 5 days a week rolling on the ground with other kids. But like someone like Rob who's this big buff guy, he probably doesn't have any experience like that and having another dude fucking reach between his legs and put his index finger on his taint and try to lift him in the air and flip him upside down. That's no thank you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, do you think that that, that plays a, a role? It's it's the physical intimacy they don't like? Uh, not really. Like, <laughs> it's just intimidation. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know how, like, a certain person will stand near you and just the way that um, Jim, Jim Bonsky, you know, if, like, a certain person's just within your bubble, you just don't feel comfortable at times. It could be – it doesn't matter about their size, but just maybe the way that they're, do, like, you know, standing there, it can make you feel uncomfortable. Some people just don't like that level – of you know i don't know the best way of putting it but just that engagement with somebody can really intimidate you you know yeah like the same way like you could be one of the smartest people in the entire world but you're a terrible debater um you just don't like having that kind of conversation similar thing you could be one of the strongest people in the entire world but you don't like to actually have to show it physically yes um i don't think anyone likes um I don't think anyone likes standing next to this guy unless you have a vagina. Uh, if you have a I vagina, you love standing next to him. All of these guys kind of look the same where they kind of have that buzz cut goatee and like the mashed up ears. You can just tell it. Like we went to the CrossFit gym yesterday 
and the the strength coach was a was a wrestler, and they have the same exact stature, all of them, the way they walk, stand, and like you know, and look. He's twenty five, and I said something to him along the lines like, "Hey, um, like." something about girls hitting on or like are girls a distraction and like you just do you spend like you ever feel like you're just spending too much time hitting on girls and he said dude look at me i i i just look at me and i'm like yeah and he's like i don't hit on girls girls hit on me and i was like yeah i get it like this is this is uh i think you have a crush on this guy oh i totally have a crush on this guy you know what i did do you know who danielle brandon is Yes. So I had, I had her on. So I had him on the show for an hour and then I invited her to come on because I just wanted to see like what happens and they didn't know each other. What happens when you mix just like man and woman? Like, I feel like I was God bringing Adam and Eve together. Like, I just feel like it, what was it a good response. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he has a girlfriend, and I think she has a boyfriend. But you could still tell. Like, have you ever seen them, like those those snake shows where they're like they have snakes in two separate cages, a male and a female snake, and then they mix them together, and they immediately just coil on each other and start mating? Like, immediately. Yeah. Like, it's it's like, what? Like, that's – I swear to God, if it wasn't um, StreamYard, uh, that's what would have happened. Like, they would – it would have just – like two magnets that just come together, penis and vagina. You're a matchmaker. I, well, I just wanted to see it. I, I want to do that more with my show. Bring like people together who like don't. Um, I just want. I want to. I want to bring people. I want that to be a component of my of the Sevon podcast. You can bring Josh and I together, and we can have the great debate. Or you could bring the Buttery Bros on here, and we could start the the charity boxing match. Josh actually lives down the street from me now. Oh shit! That's right. Mm. <laughs> Holy shit. It's true. Hey, you know what you guys have in common? What you guys should do together is probably, but neither of you want to wear masks in the local Whole Foods. Just you guys, just you guys should shop it. together. Yeah. And see, and see, he told me a story that he, that he went to the, you know, the, the local market there and everyone's masked and he wasn't masked and some guy's just staring at him and he's like, Oh, it's on. And so finally he looks at the guy and he's like, dude, what, what's up? What you need? And the guy's like, aren't you Josh Bridges? And Josh's like, oh, shit. Like, Josh was waiting for something combative. And the dude just wanted to touch his mustache. <laughs> yeah. Josh said he felt like a douche. No, I know I, that feeling. I feel on edge here constantly. I just don't like being in stores around here with these kind of people. But probably a bad attitude to have to say it out loud makes it more real type thing. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you. Um, yeah. well, um, uh, what do you do the rest of today? It, what what time is it there? It's um it's nine fifty three a.m. Yeah, I'm like a I'm like a hardcore Nordic skiing training schedule where I have this like very like specific tapered block of training where this week is almost a hundred percent cardiovascular. So I'll probably go outside for three hours and be moving. And the mountains are like right here. I don't know if I can get this without knocking it. But oh, there's no snow on the. I pictured you were in snow country. No, dude, there's something going on wrong with the planet where it's like like 75 degrees here during the day and then like massive windstorms come at nighttime and no snowlands. Wow. Mm, yeah. Okay, so you're going to go out and run around for three hours. Yep. Probably with your dog? Do. Yeah, you got a jog. No, Ted, your dog. Sorry, your dog. Uh, Maybe. He's lazy. 
He's fucking lazy. Any concern of being out there and something getting you? Mountain lion, bear? I wait for the day, dude. Not to say that, like, I want to get fucked up by an animal, but I was like, I've been doing this for such a long time. It's like, if I don't have, like, a, you know, uh, like a Lewis and Clark type experience where I have to, like, fight to the death of an animal in the, in the great beyond, I did it wrong. Uh, do you take anything with you? For Christmas, I'm getting a 44 Magnum Model 29, the Dirty Harry pistol, and I'll probably start running with that. No shit? Fuck yeah. It's a little big, isn't it? Not really, dude. I think about it like this. If you are if you are going to be involved in an engagement, I would say 90% of it is the noise and 10% of it is the actual infliction of damage. Like, I would rather have the loudest gun on the entire planet um, and shoot around near you and get you to fucking bolt rather than actually having to shoot you. Like when I had a motorcycle, I had the loudest motorcycle, not because I wanted to have the opportunity to be loud, but just to make sure that I had as little yes. opportunity for risk as possible. Yes. I have a really loud motorcycle and uh, no one, when we go on group rides, it, n- no one will ride. I have to ride at the end because no one wants to ride behind me. It has some awesome fucking backfire too. What kind of bike is it? It's a, uh, it's a Harley. It's a slim. It's got a big 117 in it and it's got a. Sorry. No, go ahead. I had a uh, Ducati 696 Monster oh. with a Termignani exhaust. Wow. Very throaty, a lot of fun. Yeah. You Did know. you have the helmet with the uh, so you could talk to people on the phone, the Bluetooth helmet? No, I actually bought the motorcycle for like psychological reasons. Not that I had psychological problems, but I would intentionally wake up on Sundays. I would only run, ride it one day a week and I'd wake up at 5 a.m. and I would go down the hill from my house in Malibu, ride to the very northernmost point of Malibu and then do all the canyons back. And I would stop at coffee shops and I wouldn't talk to anybody the entire time. So it'd be like a two or three hour excursion of just pure mental connection to my activity and no distraction. Wow. Was that good for you? Extremely. How about the posture on the bike? Was that good for you? I didn't really feel it. But also at the same time, it's like, let's say I come down and I go about a 30 minute ride and I stop at the first coffee shop, maybe have a snack. Then all of a sudden I do about a 30 minute ride, 40 minute ride. And then I stop at the rock door and then I do another ride, stop at a friend's house, go up to my buddy Bobby's house, stop (laughs) again, and then come all the way down home. Did you ever stop at Eddie's house? Often. I saw Betty's house often, especially during COVID. I would drive there and he would sit on the other side of the fence and talk to me through it. Um, but yeah, I go to Eddie's house every time I'm home. Oh, because he had COVID fear? Massive, massive. It was just like absolute panic. Um, like <laughs> there's no way better way of putting it than uh, just mob fear. Like, you know, the mob of insanity had gotten to his brain. He was losing his mind. He still has Wow. I like to like go places like Whole Foods and take my mask off and just lick fucking like 30 feet of aisle and then start sneezing. Yeah. yeah I used to say that kind of stuff and it just got me in trouble all the fucking time. Uh, that's the first time I've used that one. I hope you know, it gets me in trouble. I'll say one thing. Yes. I used to make jokes when people asked if I was vaccinated before I was. And I was like, yeah, actually, I've got three vaccines. I've done it three times. Because I, I vaccinated your mom. That's such like an absurd idea that I would get it three times. Like that's like I'm trying to be a little bit rude to you by saying that. Yes. And now people are getting it three times actually. And I'm like, how did my most insane idea of taking this actually become a reality? And now it is. 
How is it that six months ago, microchips that tell people the world that you're vaccinated or not vaccinated were conspiracy theory, and now National Public Radio is reporting that in Sweden that it's like it's all it's all the crave? Really, Sweden, I actually will say is probably the on the frontier of humanity. So I kind of appreciate that. Not necessarily from the vaccine front, but shit, they're the best at everything. NPR. Oh, fuck it. I'm not even doing it. Uh, what, what, I had one more question I wanted to ask you before I let you go. Motorcycles. Shit, I can't remember. Fighting motorcycles. When's your next event? When's the next time you compete? National championships for <coughs> High Rocks is January 22nd. Then I do a cross-country ski marathon on February 5th. And then some random stuff between, <coughs> excuse me, and then world championships in May. Uh, so I want to focus on the two high rocks events. Um, what was the first one? January, what? 22nd. Well, is that broadcast live? Uh, it should be. They have some kind of new company partnership that they do. I could take over that fucking space in a weekend. Probably should. That podcast space. You know what the saddest thing is? And I I hate saying it. I'll bring Tobias on here and just start just like. Tobias would be a celebrity overnight if you ended up working with those people. Does he speak our, English? Our sport has so many awesome athletes and so many awesome things to witness, but we have such poor orchestration of media that we capture zero of it. What's, what's his, uh, does he speak English? He does poorly, but he's the sweetest person on earth. If anybody was going to beat me and take the world title, that angel deserves it. Wow. That couldn't have been easy for you to say. And then, and then when are the world championships? May, May 15th, 18th. 20th. I don't know. And those are the ones you kind of need to win back. Yeah. I mean, I had never lost one and I had done like nine of them. Um, so, you know, that's in Germany again. No, no, Vegas. Vegas. Okay. Chicago, Vegas. (laughs) Like right now. Will Tobias be there? Tobias will be there and I'll destroy him. Okay. Um, on my screen of my computer, which is not opening up right now, that's Hans Zelesny. So I do a lot of research on athletes that were like pretty much the greatest in the entire world at their respective sport and then had something like gigantic mishap. And then they come back and obliterate the sport <clears throat> so badly for the next decade that they moved the needle to a point where all of a sudden they had to break the meter and change it so they could bring the meter back to a position where people could actually attain it and have a sport again. Okay. That's my goal this season. Oh, awesome. I love it. I thought you were going to say that guy did that. Someone wrote something interesting here. I don't understand this question, but uh, uh, oh, John Young. This guy sometimes is a, a co-host on my show. He's a um, um, we do we we do CrossFit stuff together. I still do a lot of CrossFit stuff because that's how like I. Um, that's who you are. You're the CrossFit media guy. Who does well? Um, uh, Hunter, have you ever thought about trying to get on the challenge on MTV would be a decent payday? I don't know what the challenge is, but what you should have your own show. Like, do, do you remember the show? Were you ever on that? Maybe you were on that show, that show that Tommy Hackenbrook was on. Dude, I destroyed you, it. I was the champion for three years. You, oh, what was the name of that show? Broken Skull Ranch. Oh, you were the champion for three years? Yeah, I took it and basically ran the show into the ground. Meaning because there was no one who could compete with you is so fucked up? For- Three years I competed and not one person beat me in any format that they designed. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of how I became, you know, famous in the fitness world. It wasn't because I was good at Spartan races. It wasn't because I 
like I really caught my name on the way up because of that. And that show was, I only watched that show a handful of times. I don't even know how you watched that show. Was that show on TV? But that show was dope. Yeah, it was fucking awesome, dude. I just actually messaged Steve Austin yesterday. Um, Why not? Why doesn't someone do just, it was so simple. And like you guys did the underwater, didn't you swim like 50 feet underwater? And then you had to like. uh, 25 maybe. Oh, but something. There was just shit like that. And like you climbed a pole, you had to jump on poles. I mean, it was. It was super fucking hardcore. It was a great experience of just seeing raw potential against raw challenge. Yeah, and I liked how you guys would walk down the dirt road. I loved how low budget it was, and yet the filming and the audio is great. Dude, that's the fucking problem. It was not low budget. It was such a massive budget, and that's what shut it down. Oh, no shit. Dude, it was huge orchestration. We would live there all summer long. I literally had a hotel room for like five weeks at a time. Literally, there was an expense that the company had to afford, and you have to understand. Yeah, that's expensive. The production side of it was <laughs> probably close to a hundred like dude when we would be competing especially when we clash and wrestle in the pit dude it was insane it was like being in a ufc ring because we were in this ring and it looks like we're in the desert but on this side where the camera's angling from there's like a hundred people watching and all the production crew is there and steve austin shouting at you from a monster truck and it's like it was fucking awesome such a cool experience it was like truly the defining and some of the best moments of my entire life so I owe that a lot. Oh, broken, <laughs> broken skull, broken skull. Fuck, I spelt it wrong. Damn it. I mean, that's a challenging word to spell. Stop, stop, stop. Broken skull. Just type in broken skull Hunter McIntyre. You can see all the stuff that I did. I know. I want to see. I want to see one where you fight a dude. Let's see. Let's see. That's another thing. They did not really create a lot of good content around that. Um, this is me doing the course. This is where I set the record. Did you ever get injured on this? Never once, but I watched a lot of guys go into like ambulances and freak the fuck out. Yeah, this is so fucking cool. Dude, I happened. What so so they eventually canceled. Oh, it was on CMT. That's the country music channel. Yeah. I think the budget just became so big. The budget became so big for it that uh, it's it just like it couldn't compete with other shows. Like it just, it was, it's not a lean budget. You're paying a lot of cash. You're paying, flying people out. You're, it's an all summer long kind of thing. I wonder if I'm going to get in trouble for this. This is how shows get pulled down. My shows get fucked up. Really? So, yeah. They'll clip this clip out. Oh dude, that is dope. God, don't you want to own one of those at your house? Yeah. I built that stuff in my backyard. That is so cool. Yeah. That cargo net looks nasty. Dude, it was one of those kind of things where you step and every step forward, you step like you step three feet forward, two feet back because of the sink of it all. Is this hard? Is this nerve wracking? This part when you're walking on, when you're doing all this balancing shit? Yeah. Like that was one of the advantages I had was just like, I bought a slack line and put it in my backyard and I would do like super hard intervals into it because when your heart rate's that high, it just becomes incredibly challenging to have that balance. And so if you touch the ground there, you got to start at the beginning again, not the beginning of the course, but the beginning of that segment. Okay. This is the, the, yeah, this shit's crazy. Is this early in your career in this, or is this like your pretty established? No, it's not mid-career. Watch this, yo. Boom. Here it comes. Your boy can fly. 
Oh man. It was an incredible show. I would like to kind of build this kind of stuff. Um, and I've been working on projects like this for years. Uh, but unfortunately. Oh, is this where Rogue got the idea for that spinny thing? Probably those damn thieves. Wow. That's a killer event right there. Oh, that could have been bad. Oh, yeah, this, I like this. That needs to be longer. You'd be surprised, man. Like, sure, I'm a very athletic person and I'm super fit, so I was able to handle it well. But people that would get up until this point who, you know, they're definitely super talented athletes in their own respects, but just didn't have this kind of proficiency. Those people literally died on this. Like, getting into that water was as as close to a heart attack as you could possibly get. Like, like basically watched, they panic because there's a net over them. There's nowhere to go. If, if you're not moving forward, you're panicking. I watched somebody climb up three quarters of the way of this rope. And it's a 25 foot tall rope fall from about 18 feet up straight onto their back. Damn. Hey, like, what are you doing here? Why did you stop just to get your shit together? Yeah. Because the thing is, is if you fail it, then you know what I mean? Like it was the kind of thing where I knew that I had, uh, a really, really good score, but if there was a chance... Look how shitty your rope climb technique is. My God. Yeah, this is when I didn't do CrossFit. I mean, I would climb ropes traditionally like you'd climb in like a wrestling class. Like you have to use your arms and be strong. You know what I mean? Or like a pegboard. Yeah, legless shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I never had considered like, oh man, I'm going to use my feet to climb this rope. I'm like, that's not a real test. Oh, that's something else I can do pretty good. I should make a video of me doing the pegboard. You're a good pegboarder? Yeah, I'm made for that shit. You know, I haven't done a pegboard since 2019, right before I went to the CrossFit Games. I was at Sunita's CrossFit, which is now headquarters, and they had, like, the most dog shit pegboard ever. And the, one of the coaches, like, kind of, like, in passing warned me, he's like, yeah, pegboard's a little bit finicky, so, you know, keep your eye out. I was almost at the top and the peg was fully in, but the hole was completely worn out and just fell and came down and rolled the shit out of my ankle. It was just one of those guttural things. And you could tell there was like a, this wave of shock that came across the gym because you could tell the height that I fell from and like the noise and impact and the style of it all. It was like, Oh fuck. And I went out of there like with just my tail between my legs and I was in pain for weeks. Was that your first time experiencing a worn out hole? No. Oh, okay. Just checking. <laughs> uh, Hunter's out there doing it for us guys north of six feet. Uh, Robert, uh, you're fucking 5'11". Shut the fuck up. Okay. Uh, Hunter, it was awesome having you on the show. Um, now I have to pee. Um, I can't believe you did the show twice. That's awesome. I'm really I'm flattered. Thank you. I had a damn good time. I didn't feel like we got to finish our rap last time. So it was good to connect with you. And if you ever end up in Crestline, you give me a call. Okay. And do you feel like, can you come on like a third time, like in another like hundred shows I do? Or do you think like we have more to talk about? Always, dude. I'm a, I'm a good talker. I feel like if I was having a bad time, we probably would never have reconnected again. But I'm sure we'll find something to fill up another two hours and nine minutes with. Okay. Uh, I, I don't 9. think that's Three out of ten. That's some bullshit, Blair. Yeah, I, I agree. Blair, 20 burpees. and soft score. Uh, Blair, 20 burpees and uh, some cock.